football corridor in the last year. More from Tony Fisher. The charity says the problem extends from the London Colney roundabout all the way to Hartford. It wants to see more enforcement and a change in the legislation in order to deal with horses fly grazing by the side of the road. In Wales, new laws have been introduced which give the local authority more powers to deal with the problem, but there's no such legislation in England. Police are investigating how an eight-year-old boy died after coming off his bike in Hertfordshire. It happened on Monday evening at Macefield Avenue in Boreham Wood. The boy was taken to hospital but died shortly afterwards. Hertfordshire police are appealing for witnesses. An investigation is underway into the cause of a fire in Hertfordshire in which an elderly woman died. Firefighters tackled the blaze in a terraced house in Hampton Crescent in Chessant at around midday yesterday. Neighbouring homes were evacuated. Meanwhile, two people were led to safety by firefighters after a blaze at a house in Watford last night. Crews were called to Anglesey Road just before midnight. Buckinghamshire County Council is following Three Rivers' lead and putting up signs in parks and play areas asking people to avoid smoking. Earlier this year, Young young Lungs at Play signs were approved in south-west Hertfordshire. More from Jessica Cooper. The signs in Buckinghamshire will be in parks and children's play areas as part of a pilot to reduce young people taking up smoking. Public health workers will also be working with schools to spread the message. In the Three Rivers, similar signs have been damaged, but the council says they've been taken down and replaced. US Coast Guards have continued their search for the four British sailors who have been missing in the Atlantic since Friday. The operation was initially called off on Sunday, but then restarted after an online petition was signed by more than 200,000 people. In sport, England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer, with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 International at the Oval by nine runs. The weather, some bright spells, but showers this afternoon and heavier rain this evening, a maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's cuteness and the walks. There's brilliant walks. If you're a dog lover, it's a great place to be. It's all about where you live. We're a big mixture. A lot of people moved in, but I know people who've always lived here. We're featuring Wendover. We've got the Wendover Woods. It's a nicer community. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, sleepy eyes. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I said it. In a minute. I'm on my third cup of cough, and it's only just four minutes past six. I'm literally flying without a licence, dear listener. Où est le menu? Où est le menu? Dans la chambre. Unless Catherine's hidden it somewhere, as she often does, I've got no idea what's coming up on the show. So, there it is! The light flashes, the words appear. Oh, is that the best you could do? Child support. Gypsy horses. And runaway peacocks. (laughs) Thanks, Catherine! Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. How, uh... I've put in a request, a song request. How are we doing, Kells? Oh, yay! Whoa! Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Hello? Yes. Hi. Well, ha- Good morning, Princess. Uh, Welcome well, to the morning. How is the song request going? Yeah. Um, 
Oh. I'm just looking... Don't, because I've got a bit of a headache today, and I'm kind of feeling... Uh, can I tell you something? OK. I've got a vibe on. Mm? I've got a... I've got a... I've got a... I've got a vibe on. No, don't, don't laugh. Don't laugh, because... No, I've got a vibe on. And the reason is... I... I... I just... Didn't I say this in the office? <clears throat> I don't know what it is you're going to say. Good morning, Kelly. Morning. I said that in the office, didn't I? You did. I also said something significant is going to happen. You did. Can you not fit? There's something in the air. Now, first of all, I thought it was going to be something... uh, I said something great. And by great, I mean big. Because then the the example I came up with, Paul McCartney's... I, I don't know if he is, and I hope he doesn't. Something significant is happening. By the way, while I'm talking, this is filling while you look for the record. Something significant is going to happen. I want this. I want you, dear listener, and this really, we don't have many people listening at this time of day. Morning, Kath. Morning, Kath. Sorry, mate. That's right. Where you been? Writing. What you been writing? Uh, Well, the menu a bit. Well, you weren't writing the menu that much, were you? Well, exactly. That was quickly uh, bashed out. I didn't give the usual care and attention to it, but you did it all right. Did Wally Webb this morning say that Freddie Mercury, he really knew how to knock one out? Well, he did. Anyway, something significant is going to happen today. Oh, not you as well. What? Um, Goodness sakes. Hi. Something significant... Oh, thanks for the coffee, Kelly. You're welcome. Something significant is going going to to happen happen today. today. No, don't take the mic because it is. How's that vibe? (laughs) That's the noise in my head all the time. (laughs) I've got a vibe on, Kels. we
Oh. <laughs> I'm glad that's finished. Flipping egg. That was loud, wasn't it? Really loud. I I've, tur- I've turned my headache into a migraine. Look at the sweat. I decided what I'm going to do with my life. Oh no. I'm going to become a drummer. Right. I'm going to. Beca- I've got a garage. Garage. I'm going on eBay. I'm going to get a drum set. Okay. I'm going to become a drummer. Hmm. And the only song I'm going to play is Crazy Horses by okay. the Osmonds. Oh, dear, I've gone a bit dizzy. Now, tens of thousands of divorced or separated parents are going to get a letter this week warning them they'll be charged if they have to involve what was the CSA in their child maintenance disputes. I'm still out of breath. Bear with me. This... <laughs> This summer, the Child Support Agency will be replaced by the Child Maintenance Service. The Department of Work and Pensions is warning it can no longer afford to get involved in every case automatically. So, if you want their help... You both have to pay, which seems a little odd. Catherine Boyle can tell us more. How did the old system work? Well, the Child Support Agency was set up in the 90s to control payments for parents who don't have sole care of their children. And it has to be said, this happened with varying degrees of success over the years. We've taken many calls from parents either telling us their ex was ignoring agreements and seeming to get away with it, and others who said they were being charged unreasonable amounts. The Department of Work and Pensions says the old system took responsibility away from the parents, but it came at huge expense to the taxpayer. That can't continue it says more than half of children living in separated families had any financial agreement in place. So what's going to change? Well, the government's replacing the CSA with the Child Maintenance Service. It says it's trying to encourage parents to take control of their own lives mm. and reach their own agreements. In other words, they're backing off. Between now and 2017, parents on existing CSA schemes will be given notice that they're coming to an end. And those first letters are being sent out now, this week. 52,000 people will receive those. And those people are in this first tranche. And they're generally people who are making or receiving their payments on time. So they seem to be managing without any help. It's other people who notice a change, and this is what's um, enclosed in the letter. This information from the Department of Work and Pensions telling people that if they have to intervene, and when I say they, I mean the child maintenance service, from this summer, effectively chasing one side for payment. The person who is defaulted will incur a charge of 20% of the amount that they're looking for. But also, and this is what could set the cat amongst the pigeons, the person waiting for the payment will also have to stump up 4%. Ah, the most vulnerable person who's in need of the money gets to pay a fee. That's that's handy. I'd imagine that's one of the reasons why some people are against it. Yeah, and we're going to be speaking in about an hour's time to the single parents charity Gingerbread, but they've told us ahead of that that many parents can agree private child maintenance agreements, but for some it just isn't possible unless they get help from a third party, in this case the government. They're worried that closing the CSA and enforcing charges will mean that some people will not make new child maintenance agreements and ultimately children will lose out on the support they need. Catherine Boyle, thank you very much. If uh, you think you may be affected by these changes or if you have an experience with the CSA, 08459 455 
555. Something great, something significant is going to happen today. I don't necessarily mean on this show. You mark my words. At this time tomorrow, I'll be saying, Ah, I told you so. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, so far this morning, a rather quiet start, not seeing too many problems or delays. Taking a look at the M1, expecting some delays between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport because of major roadworks taking place there. Also, a contraflow in place. So far, having a look at public transport so far this morning, not seeing any reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's uh, Wednesday the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thousands of single parents are receiving letters over the next few days warning them to agree child maintenance arrangements or pay a fee. That's under a new system after the child support agency was replaced. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level, according to a charity. And in sport, England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer, with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 international by nine runs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12... Nick Coffer brings you... Why did Wet 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 break up? You know, it, it surprised me that it, that it lasted so long, but I think there's always going to be something that trips you up. Great guests. A Miron King's charity is celebrating its fifth anniversary after changing many young people's lives. Great music. This is the drifters kissing in the back row of the movies. Hello to Adam, who has messaged me, so I'm playing some great tunes today. Great conversations. I'm in the library in Houghton Regis as part of our big tour. A lot of Houghton Regis was mainly 18th, 19th century. There was a big fire in the 1600s, which burnt the village out. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555 is the telephone number. Someone's got me angry. Can I tell you what's got me angry? It's in a lot of the papers today. It's in some of the papers yesterday. All good choice of songs. It's got me angry that... um, Reports show that e-cigarettes are helping people stop smoking. Is the figure sixty percent higher success rate in giving up smoking than other forms of giving up smoking? Yeah, but it's helping them to get involved in e-cigarettes. Hey, well, well spotted that girl. Five points. Your top girl again. It's stopping you smoking cigarettes, but then you're smoking e-cigarettes, so you're still addi- you're still addicted to nicotine. Yeah, you're not smoking the thousands of chemicals and rubbish that, that are in cigarettes, and you're not inhaling the smoke into your lungs, but you're still smoking. You're still putting money... They're all owned by the same people. It's still the cigarette companies that own these e-cigarette companies. It's a replacement. It's a replacement. If you're going to stop... I was really angry. It was on the radio last night and then on the way in as well. It was on Five Live. If you're going to stop smoking, you, you know the only way to do it? You stop smoking. You stop smoking. You don't have any of this nicotine gum or, or nicotine patches or anything like that. You just stop smoking. I, I heard some great advice once from Al Pacino. Sorry? I think it was in the scent of a woman. <laughs> oh, I thought he'd addressed he you said, directly. I felt like he did. Hey, Kat, I've got he some said, great advice he said, for you. You're either a smoker or a non-smoker. Work out which one you are and stick to it. 
yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not sure yeah. if that's advice. Yeah, because there are some people who say, oh, I only smoke on a weekend. And they are the worst ones because you're starting up all the time yeah, yeah. and you're determined to continue with that addiction. Yeah. So decide what you want to do. Do you want the smell of it? Do you want to spend your money on that? Because they're expensive now, cigarettes. I am, they are very expensive. I am, I'm, against, I'm against e-cigarettes. I'm going to come out and say I'm against e-cigarettes. And uh, because they normalise smoking, they make it, it, it look acceptable for smoking. And all this, this stuff about, oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, to get people off smoking. No, it's not. It's to make loads of money for... Hey, guess what? The nicotine cigarette companies. But last night, listening to um, the, the radio and this morning, I realised I've lost the battle. I've lost the battle. E-cigarettes have won. Vapists have won. There are vapists running all over the country with their smug electronic cigarettes and their smug electronic little hookah pipes that have won. They've won and I've lost. And smoking e-cigarettes is now normalised. I was in a meeting the other day and someone was, was having a little puff on an e-cigarette in a meeting, in a restaurant, in a cinema, for crying out loud. It's got me angry. Girls, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Well, you know. Ah. She's not as bothered as perhaps I am. Got to be angry, man. Baby, getting closer. The lights are going dim. The sound of your breathing.
I can go lower than that. What's, I don't know what he's showing off about. I can do that. Anyone can do that. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. And if you're one of those, if you're one of those suckers who's been sucked into the whole e-cigarette... Ma- oh, yeah, but it's... I've stopped... There were people... I tell you what, it was Clive Bull on LBC last night. Clive is one of the legends. There were people phoning him up saying, yeah, well, I've, I, thanks to e-cigarettes, I've managed to quit smoking. Do you smoke e-cigarettes? Oh, yeah, but I've, I've quit smoking. No, you haven't quit smoking. You've fallen into the trap, you plums. You're spending money on something else. You're still addicted to nicotine. You're still addicted. You, you don't have the freedom. You have no freedom. I am free, both in mind, body and spirit, because I gave up smoking nine and a half years ago. But, and how did I do it? I stopped smoking. That was it. I did it the Alan Carr way. And why the NH- They're talking about e-cigarettes on the NHS prescribing e-cigarette. Oh, you're joking, aren't you? There's a waste of my money. Because if people can afford to smoke, then they can afford to buy their own e-cigarettes instead of getting a prescription. And why the NHS isn't going um, to people who come in and want to give up smoking? You want to give up smoking, right? Instead of us spending loads of money on uh, replacement therapies, here. Why don't you read this book? Read this Alan Carr book, give it back to us in three months, or give it to someone else, because you will have stopped smoking as a direct result of it if you follow the very simple instructions in it. It's simple. And there are people walking... Don't vapists look so smug? They look so cocksure of themselves as they're wandering around with their little glass fake hookah pipes and their little glass cigarettes, having a sneaky little... Oh, it annoys me. If you want to have your say on that, you're more than welcome to. You'll get short shrift from me if you are a vapist. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Here endeth the rant for the moment. Now, the British Horse Society is calling for something to be done about the unusually high number of collisions involving, wait for it, wait for it, horses on the A14 in Hertfordshire. The charity is concerned the London Colney to Hartford stretch has become a soft target for gypsies and travellers who leave their animals to graze on the roadside. A problem the BHS claims uh, has led to the deaths of 40 animals in the past year alone. Well, Lynn Myland is the chairman of the Hertfordshire branch and joins me now. Morning, Lynn. There'll be people. Morning, out, Ian. There'll be people out there going, "Well, yeah, okay, interesting horses, but this is putting people's lives at risk as well, isn't it?" Absolutely, yes. I come for um, in Hertfordshire, um, and um, I live in St Albans, and I've seen um, horses lying in the road, um, the drivers standing, looking, um, scratching their heads in shock, and, and obviously the mayhem that causes on closing the road for hours while vets um, are called or, or people come along to remove the horses. Um, and sometimes it's not even horses that have been hit, actually. It's horses that have just wandered out of fields along that 0414 corridor that um, have wandered out there to graze on the grass surges and then they wander into the road. Um, and because they might not have been hit, but they please have to close off that road because of the dangers um, to the public, obviously, and, and to the animals. What is, what is the problem exactly, and why is it happening? <clears throat> Well, I think the, the problem um, is, is, is due to um, the fencing of the land. The land has been abandoned in some respects for some years, um, and the fencing is very poor. People have 
uh, put their animals onto that land um, without proper uh, fencing, and obviously they wander back out onto the road. We have legislation now in Wales um, that, that stops that fly grazing and abandonment of, of horses on other people's land. And they have powers in Wales to remove those horses very quickly. And, and sometimes, actually, they have to euthanize them if they can't find the owners or there are huge welfare issues with, with some of these animals that are, are sick and lame. Um, and obviously, now that Wales have stronger powers, those horses, we, we heard at our fly grazing meeting, um, that, that those horses have actually reached Hertfordshire, some of them, and, and it's becoming a problem across England. Some of the land that they're grazing on belongs to Hertfordshire County Council. What, what have the County Council said? Well, the County Council have been looking into this for some time, Hertfordshire County Council. Um, they, they're working closely with their head of gypsy section uh, and their land agents, and they're looking to improve that situation. A lot of the land along that corridor actually belongs to Lafarge Tarmac, and they have committed, following our, our, our grazing meeting, meeting, they've committed to fencing that land um, and checking it on a weekly basis so that you're either, you're either fencing the horses in or fencing them out. Lynn, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. It's not the best line. That's uh, Lynn Myland, who's uh, calling us uh, from uh, a box, it sounds like, in Spain. But I think we got the message, uh, uh, the point across that there is. Imagine driving your car into a horse. I can't think of any... Well, I can think of a few things more horrific, but not many. You're driving down the motorway or down an A-road or something, bam, you smack into a horse. Mm -hmm. That's going to smart for everybody, isn't it? I think you're more than just smart. Have you not seen that horse whisperer? Um, not for a while, no. Don't you remember that scene? Oh, God, no, is there? Where the back legs go through the windscreen. Hey, hey, chihuahua! Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A very good morning and a rather quiet start this morning. Checking on the speed sensors and it seems to be moving well on the M1. Not seeing any reported problems on the M25 so far this morning. Taking a look so far at the A10 in Great Amwell, there is a lane closed for roadworks just near Pepper Hill, often causing delays during the rush. That's going on till the end of May. So far, no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. It's 6.30, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. Already, already the emails are coming in from Smug vapists. I'll read them out after we get the news and sport with Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The headlines, thousands of single parents are receiving letters over the next few days warning them to agree child maintenance arrangements or pay a fee under a new system after the child support agency was replaced. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level, according to a charity. The local branch of the British Horse Society says more than 40 have been removed from the A414 corridor in the last year. And Buckinghamshire County Council is following Three Rivers' lead and putting up signs in parks and play areas asking people to avoid smoking. Earlier this year, signs saying young lungs at play were approved in south-west Hertfordshire. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 International at the Oval by nine runs. England reached 174 for seven in reply to the tourists 183 for seven. More from Pat Murphy. Despite a gallant 66 by Alex Hales, the game was decided by the brilliance of Lasith Malinga. Three for 28, including 11 dot balls in his four overs, and a dropped catch by Michael Carberry that reprieved to Sarah Pereira when he scored 20. Carberry should have taken a regulation sky chance, but once reprieved, Pereira smashed 49 off 20 balls, helping Sri Lanka plunder 32 off the final three overs. No England batsman other than Joss Butler could stay with Hales, but Butler went for 26 off 16 balls. Although Ravi Bapara fired off a few bowl strokes near the end, Malinga knew just too much for the England batsman. Watford are being linked with Czech goalkeeper Marek Steck, who is leaving the Oval after their relegation from the Championship. Meanwhile, the former coach of Italian side Udinese is to become a technical supervisor of Watford, as well as Udinese and the other Pozzo family-owned club Granada in Spain. Francesco Guidolin's new role was announced yesterday at a press conference in Italy. Milton Keynes Dons have announced a pre-season friendly at home to Nottingham Forest on Sunday, July the 27th, which will also be a testimonial match for captain Dean Lewington. Yesterday, the Dons confirmed Richie Barker as head of coaching on a permanent basis. The former Crawley and Portsmouth boss assisted manager Carl Robinson following the departure of Gary Waddock. And in tennis, Andy Murray has called on the world's elite players and the Grand Slam tournaments to help fund an increase in prize money at lower levels of the sport. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Can I read you the uh, first of the, compl- no doubt, the huge number of complacent emails we'll be getting from smug vapists? Please. This is uh, from Saranjeet. Ian, there are plenty of worse things than e-cigs, like speeding and killing people on the road. I do 1,800 miles a week, and every day, all I, all day, I see idiots on the road. Leave us alone, we're not hurting anyone. Yes, I am smug. Right, several things here. Why are you comparing um, people dying on the road to e-cigarettes? What's, what's the comparison? There's, like, murder and rape as well, but what you couldn't compare the two. Uh, and you, we're not hurting anybody. Actually, you are hurting people. You're being quite damaging because you're normalising smoking. You're normalising addiction to, uh, to nicotine. So, yeah, I think you are being quite damaging. I think it is quite a, a dangerous thing that you're, you're doing. I think it is rather unpleasant what you're doing. Oh, Kells! Ian, why? What? What's wrong? You're being silly, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Hello, 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 I'd like to go on the radio, please. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. What's, what's your name? name? My name's Steve. The reason we're doing that is to highlight a problem that my production team are facing. Catherine, maybe you'd like to explain to the listener. I love our chats. I really love our little chats that we get from from the listeners, and I don't want you to stop phoning. Mm. But if you don't want to talk to Ian, then... Stop stop phoning. Then, well... This is it. I'm going to say it now, right? Don't phone up. Spend three or four minutes gabbing on to Kelly or Catherine. They're both nice ladies. They're not going to tell you to... One of them's a nice lady. She wouldn't tell you to jog on. The other one would. Saying which one is which. Is the cold one. But... And then after three minutes go, Oh, no, I don't want to go on the air. What are you phoning up for? We're not the Samaritans. That right. is a great impression. Of what? Of some of our listeners. Oh, no, I don't want to go on air. I just want to tell you that. That's not what we're here for. 
thought we were a business. We're I'm business. glad like, you feel like you, we, you can involve us in your um, um, inner thoughts. And I'm not, I'm not ungrateful. Yeah. But when the other lines are flashing and we've been talking to you for five minutes, it's a little bit galling when you say you don't want to speak to Ian. I can understand why you don't want to. No, no. Come on now, that's but, not fair. Um, but you kind of... In a way, it's leading us on. Yeah. That's what it is. I just kind yeah. of feel a little bit. Um, you are teasers. Used. You are you are little little teasers, and we won't. So just, if you if you phone up, you don't get me all excited Sorry? with. Is that you again? That's not me. No. Don't get me all excited with your interesting views, <laughs> and then say. Come on, radio, please. Okay, okay sure. sure. I'll straight to straight to line. Line. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah. Fader oh. one. Uh, uh, what? What? Fader one is you. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to do this. Hello. Hello. Is that Catherine? Yeah, hi. Who's that? My name is Steve. Hello, Steve. What did you want to say to us today? I think... Oh, hang on. I think you're fab. Well, you're quite right. Could you, could you play Elkie Brooks' Lalequine? Do you know, Steve, you must have special powers or something because that's exactly what I've got in my pocket for you. Gave myself in that misty light Was hypnotised by strange delight Under a lilac tree I made wine from the lilac tree Lost my heart in its recipe Made me see what I want to see be what I want to be But I think more than I ought to think Do things I never should do I drink much more than I ought to drink Because it brings me back You
in the heart. Is she alright? Migraines, they're contagious. Oh. I think you just give me yours. Flipping heck. I've got another headache. Why am I so quiet? <laughs> oh, nice you, try, Sunshine. You noticed. That's a good song. You're, you're a maximum. Okay. You're a maximum. <laughs> and you're a maxi granddad, Dennis. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Vietnam. Elkie Brooks, that was another Mancunian. Uh, what? Elkie Brooks. She is she was a Mancunian. wonderful. Aunt, yeah. Do you remember? I was talking to Kath about this, Dennis. Do you remember a programme? It was, I can tell you exactly, 12 years ago on ITV on a Saturday night. It was presented by Davina McCall. Yes. And it was called Reborn in the USA. Yes. And they took a load of British stars who hadn't made it in America around small theatres in America and the American audience votes. So there was her, there was Tony Hadley, there was the bloke from then Jericho, but he went nuts and got booted off. There was Dollar. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that? Some, some of it. Some you don't, you don't. You're, you're humouring me. What, what, what do you want, Dennis? Uh, you and Kath do this, but I've talked too much. I'm agreeing with you that cigarettes... You don't need willpower, you need won't power. And I've, I, I had that years ago. I've, I haven't smoked for over 80 years. Right? Are you there? Yeah, I'm uh, nodding. Yes, I am. I can even tell you the date I stopped smoking. When did you Twen- stop? 29th of May, 1934. Wow. Do you know what's interesting about that? Is that you said Nothing. you stopped... No, you stopped smoking. You didn't give up smoking. I stopped smoking right away. Yes, I gave it up. Well, no, you didn't give it up. You stopped. Yes, I did. Because there's nothing to lose and everything to gain. No, I did mm, stop smoking because I didn't like the taste. Yeah. It was my birthday and my uncles bought... Well, I bought a little cigar because I love to sell a cigar. And they said, right, you can have it on your birthday. Well, I took one puff and it nearly poisoned me. You took one what? And I took yeah, one puff. puff of the c- cigar and it anymore, nearly poisoned me. Oh. I think a lot, a lot of cigarettes being smoking when young, it's, it's peer pressure. No, it's I not. haven't got no, any, anybody else to... Uh, I don't buy it. I don't, this peer pressure thing is a myth. I don't buy it at all. No. I, when I started smoking, it wasn't because my friends were going, here, go on here and have a fact. It was because my girlfriend at the time smoked. I didn't like her smoking. I knew if I started smoking, she wouldn't like it, so that's why I did it. But the fags were available. They were in your sphere. Right. Yeah, but my friend, your friend says you want one of these, or you say to your friend, "Can I have a, a go on that?" Yeah, but me saying, "Can I have a go on that?" is not peer pressure. Yes, it is. That's, no, it's not. That's my inquisitive young mind. Mm. Rubbish. What peer pressure is when your mates go, "Try it, try it, try it." Try oh, it. no, it's trying, trying to get in with the crowd. No, it's I not. Do. Yes, it is. Hey, Dennis, say hello to Tony. Tony, say hello to Dennis. Hello, Tony. Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Tony. <laughs> I'm still rolling my own. I, <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with smoking, though. God blimey, it must be rubbish. <laughs> Dude, the stuff we used to get in the Navy where you, you got the leaf and you made a pig out of it and then smoked that. God almighty. My grandfather smoked stuff that was so bad, it was like old rope and soap. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I bought some I bought some fags in Spain for a friend of mine. I'm trying to stop him smoking. And it was made of, I think it was made of leaf or something else. And it was vile, but he smoked. He thought they were marvellous. My grandfather would stuff anything he could find to light his pipe up. (laughs) (laughs) Old cabbage leaves. 
Yes, I think it would. No, they would have been quite good actually compared to what he smoked. <laughs> we're not allowed to name because it was called old and it began with a letter N. Oh dear. That's those days. Yes. Old nicotine you mean? Something like that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, they used to smoke that black, like a piece of rope and it's jet black and shiny. Yeah. I think I, I called it something rum twist or something, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, well you could either eat it like licorice or I'll smoke it. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm 67, I'm still smoking, although I did stop for 10 years. Well, I'm almost 89 and I've not smoked. Trouble is, I went back on it after 10 years and that's the worst thing to do. Of course it is, yeah. No, if you don't like the taste to start with, you don't smoke. Do you think Ian's abandoned us? Yes, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's gone into a soak. Threaten to read a poem to him, he might come back on air. We'll have no poetry oh, well, well, here. Well, 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 well. Once was a presenter called Ian. No, Tony, what have you called in about, Tony? Something sensible. Go on. Oh, oh hang on a second. Are you sure you want us, not Roberto? Yes, later on, okay. of course. Go on. He got upset because I called him Sicilian once. Oh, blimey. Don't, now, don't upset him. Seriously, yes. we've got these European elections and local elections coming up in certain areas. I think it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, yes. Oh, yes, okay. sir. Um, all the people I've spoken to on my estate, nobody has received a voting card. Oh. oh. Now, I know it's not absolutely essential. You can just go along and... Uh, Telling me your name and address, but yep. anybody could do that several times over and cheat. But no, I'm just wondering if anybody else in the area, Luton and that stuff, if they've got the vote, have they received their voting cards yet? Whereabouts are you? You're in Milton Keynes? Milton Keynes, yeah. Um, uh, Great Linford Ward. Right. OK, we'll put some calls in and find out and give you a shout. Thank you very much. Thank no you problem. very much, Dave. Well, if you've not received your voting card, or if you have, I, I received mine, my wife threw it away, I retrieved it from the bin, it's gone again. So, but I don't know where my polling station is. How do I find that out? It's internet. Supposing I don't have it. Well, I know you do. Yeah, but suppose. Ah, uh, yeah, but supposing I don't. Call your council. How do I find the number? Uh, Directory inquiries. Nice one. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking slow at the moment, between Junction 10, Luton Airport, and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 looking slow on the speed sensors, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Bricketwood, it is looking very heavy at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. So far, not seeing any problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46. It's uh, Wednesday the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thousands of single parents are receiving letters over the next few days warning them to agree child maintenance arrangements or pay a fee under a new system after the child support agency was replaced. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside on the A41 in Hertfordshire is at a crisis level, according to a horse charity. And in sport, England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer, with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 international by nine runs. 08459 455 555. Your phone calls after we get the latest weather with Michael Fish. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There may be a few mist and fog patches at first, but these will soon clear to leave a fine and dry morning with spells of warm sunshine and light winds. Doesn't that sound nice? It will stay mostly dry this afternoon, but one or two showers are possible and cloud will build by the end of the day. Maximum temperature of 20 degrees Celsius. That's your latest weather. I'm Michael Fish. Thank you very much indeed. 
whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what we wanted. We wanted this. Whoa. crisis and and thank you Catherine I, I appreciate it you've already talked me out of buying a drum kit well you know I'm all for um, big spends like that I saw a drum kit on online on a popular internet auction site eBay uh, for 160 quid buy it now and I was it's a pearl Mm-hmm. Oh, it was tempting, but I know that if I were to turn up uh, in my already slightly tense household with a drum kit, there's the door, get out. Can you not get one of those electric ones? Pigeon Street style Yeah, you could do that. No. Get really good. No, you can't get good on those. They've got no... They've got no... Blowback. Yeah. They've got blowback on there. So you've taught me after getting a drum kit, thank you. But now but you're now talking me into buying a metal detector. Well, only because this fella has inspired me to tell you to buy something, because I'm not buying one. Um, treasure hunter David Spore found a 3,500-year-old gold necklace what? when when he'd given up to go and get his butties. Hey, so this means it's going to pay for itself. Well, he. I don't know if you get the money, though. Is it National Treasure Trove? Um, it depends where you find it. If you find it where there's no-one watching you, it's yours. Yeah, but you've got to sell it to someone. Yeah, exactly. And the person you sell it to is probably going to be a museum. Um, not really. Cash converters. You're going to take your Bronze Age tribal chief's lunula to cash converters? Sure, why not? For, that's that's 35 quid. <laughs> or put it in an envelope and send it off to one of these companies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why do people do that? Why do people do that? And my mum had one of those envelopes and I said, Ooh. don't do that. Why don't you keep it in your hand and yeah. take it to a number of jewellers and see what they will give you and then decide. Yes. Because if you've heard Jonathan's programme yeah. at, at any point when people have sent them off, you don't seem to get a very good deal from these places. There's a new company I heard on advertising. I think they're advertising on the radio the other day. And it's the same thing. They send you an envelope. You put a, a product in. It's a very specific product. It's Rolex watches. Now, I, I, ain't gonna, I haven't got any, but I ain't going to send a Rolex watch in a plastic envelope through really? the posts. And then, and the, it's a prepaid envelope. Uh, oh, in that case, <laughs> suddenly I'm interested. But so what has this gentleman found? A lunula. A what? Um, he'd given up and gone for his lunch after a fruitless morning searching with his metal detector. But as David, 55, crossed a cow field, the machine went off and he dug up this thing. It's called a lunula, a crescent-shaped symbol of power worn by Bronze Age tribal chiefs. At first he thought it was an old sardine tin, but when cleaned it turned out to be worth up to £20,000. It was only the fourth of these um, things found in mainland Britain and the first to be discovered using a detector. An inquest into the find will have to be held and its value will be split between the finder and the owner of the field near Blandford, Dorset. There you go. It'll probably go to a museum. Yeah, oh, blooming He's been a treasure hunter for six years. I never expected to find a lump of gold. It's something you dream of. It's the find of a lifetime. Well, I mean, it's not... I, 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 I had a dream last night. I was in a te- uh, yesterday, I was in a Texan prison and my boys had to fly in and visit me. It's very hot. It's really hot. Oh, what is your subconscious trying to tell <laughs> you? <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, but yeah, there he is. He's got his uh, metal detector in his space. I want to. All right, okay. I want to get a metal detector, but the cheap ones are rubbish. We bought one for uh, my eldest for his birthday. It was like it was from a really good store, actually, a really good store. It was John Lewis, uh, and it was about 30, 30 quid, thirty-five quid, and it was. But it wouldn't find anything. It wouldn't detect anything. You you, you put a coin under a tea towel, and it wouldn't detect it. Mm. So we took it back, and of course, Mr. Lewis said that's absolutely fine. We apologise, uh, but th- it seems to be a big leap from forty quid up to one hundred and fifty quid. You've got to be pretty sure you're going to find a lunula. To uh, make it worthwhile. You're going to start getting into geocaching soon, aren't you? Well, not really. I know that there's one at the end of my street and I've not been yet. I think yeah. that's resistance. But I probably will go at some point just to have a look. Justin, uh, metal detecting. Something mm. that interests you? No, not at all, boss. I'm not t- for me. I'm t- I wait 459, 455, 555. I'm kind of tempted. It's okay. boring. Come so on. You, you see these plonkers on the beach. You, you're laying there. You've slapped on the oil. Uh, you're nice and comfortable. Somebody comes along. Come on, guys. Get a life. Interestingly enough, right this second, we're looking uh, at a picture of you in beachwear. Exactly. Uh, if you follow <laughs> at Ian Lee or at BBC Three CR, can we put this on the Facebook page as well, Kels? Uh, Are we, is it on there? I've done it, yeah. Facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR. Dealey says relax. Thank you to Lino for that. <laughs> uh, why not? Why not use that? But wouldn't it, this is what we'll it's do? The Mona Lisa smile underneath the aviator sunglasses. Mm. This is, is what we'll is do. Is that a nudist beach? Uh, no, no. <laughs> this is what we'll do. Okay, if everybody could copy this picture and use it as your Twitter image just for 24 hours, we can really raise awareness about the plight that Justin Dealey's are in. <laughs> Justin Dealey's are a dying breed, and we need more of them. Copy the picture, you have our permission, use it as your Twitter picture, uh, and if you do, we will retweet, we retweet you. Thank you, boss. Justin, have you been tempted by these e-cigs? Um, yes, I have tried them, and uh, for me, um, don't work at all. Not as uh, tasty as a real one? No, not as tasty. The, the, they almost taste like candy. It, it's weird. That they, they, they've got oh. a bizarre flavour to them. That, for me, is not smoking. Yes, I will quit one day, but but the e-cigs, I did try them um, under pressure, but they just didn't work for me at all. It annoys me. Well, we'll talk more about e-cigs later on, because they, they annoy me. And the people saying, oh, they don't do anyone, don't do anyone any harm. They do. Mm. They no- When my boys start noticing that, they look cooler than cigarettes, and it normalises smoking. You're normalising addiction. Well, Thanks. To, also, to be fair, 
I was going to say, but to, to be fair, a lot of pubs have banned them anyway. Good. So if you're inside a pub and you, yeah. you're having an e-cigarette, you're not allowed. They Listen, throw you out. we're running out of time. We, the Runaway Peacocks we've got you on for. Yes. Uh, in Potton End in Hertfordshire. It was keeping neighbours awake. W- w- what, you went to find this uh, pe- uh, peacock? Yeah, you sent me on a mission yesterday, Ian. You said, uh, go and find this peacock. So uh, Potton End is a, a small village in Hertfordshire, uh, in between Hemel Hempstead and Berkhamsted. And I was looking for this peacock for a good half an hour or so, driving up and down this road. I couldn't see the peacock. I couldn't hear the peacock and then suddenly we struck gold we found the runaway peacock ian this is what happened that my friends is the sound of a peacock well i'm here with josh josh we have found the peacock here he is on your roof what's his name his name's uh, terry why terry it uh, suits him <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean he looks absolutely magnificent how long has he been here for um, just about, I think about a couple of weeks, a few weeks. What, just literally turned up on your roof and, and this is now his new home? Yeah, he appeared from nowhere and uh, now he uh, keeps me up at night. Yeah, I was going to say, because he has been quite loud so far. Uh, when's he at his, let's say, noisiest? He's at his noisiest, I'd say, about this time of the evening. Um, and uh, early in the morning, about five o'clock. It's <laughs> so loud. How are you coping with this? <laughs> Earplugs, you yeah. do the job, usually. <laughs> but you seem to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a good alarm clock. I get up for work early anyway, so... And what about the neighbours? What are they saying about this? They like him from a distance, but I don't think they like the noise much. And he does come quite close as well, I've yeah. heard. Yeah, he comes right up to you. Um, if you have some nuts or whatever, he'll come take them out with you near enough from your hand. So you're quite happy for, for Terry to stay for as, as long as he wants to, then? Of course. Yeah. Now, I'm told that you can have a conversation with Terry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can communicate. So look at him <laughs> rustling his feathers up there. So, can you try and communicate to, uh, to Terry for me? I'll give it a go. OK, here we go. Wow, that was incredible. I think he was saying that, that he likes my low-cut V, but you've got no plans to, to get in touch with a, a peacock specialist and say, well, what can we do with him? Well, we had a look online at sort of what he can eat and stuff, and then we think we're sort of giving him the right food, but... You think? Yeah. He's still alive. I hope so, yeah. Well, he's getting bigger. Yeah, he seems to be happy, but again, no idea, absolutely no idea at all where this bird has come from. No, he appeared from nowhere. What a story. Terry! He's not talking to me. Shall I have a go as well? Yeah, go on, give it a go. I don't know whether you've heard this, but um, I have got special powers. Yeah, you're peacock whisperer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, listen, it's um, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm quite shocked. I've been looking for this bird for the last 20 minutes, and uh, here he is on your roof. (laughs) Incredible stuff. Well, uh, enjoy him, and uh, all the very best. Thank you. Cheers. That, my friends, is the sound of a peacock. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking very heavy at the moment on the speed sensors between Junction 11 Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Luton, it's queuing at the moment on Airport Way, heading westbound between Vauxhall Way and the Junction 10A, the Kidneywood Roundabout. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow moving at the moment between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Bricketwood, it is queuing at the moment on the North Orbital Road, just off the M at 25. And in Borehamwood, slow moving on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Barnet 
Barnet Lane and Watford Bypass. So far on the A10, that's looking slow, heading southbound as well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. You got it, Nicola. You got it. Well done. Thank you. I'm going to have another rant about e-cigarettes later on. They're, they're doing my head in. The, 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 the vapists are so arrogant and, dare I say it, ignorant. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headline, single parents told to agree child maintenance or pay a fee. Warning over traveller horses in Hertfordshire and anti-smoking signs in Buckinghamshire Parks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thousands of single parents are receiving letters over the next few days warning them to agree child maintenance arrangements or pay a fee. The child support agency is being replaced and there will be a charge for both paying and receiving parents if they need to use the new child maintenance service. Caroline Davis from Gingerbread, the charity for single parents, is against the shake-up. Obviously where they can make private child maintenance arrangements with their child's other parent, then that's great. But for far too many of them, that's simply not possible. And they need the help of the statutory child maintenance service to get the money that their child's entitled to. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level, according to a charity. The local branch of the British Horse Society says more than 40 have been removed from the A414 corridor in the last year. More from Tony Fisher. The charity says the problem extends from the London Colney roundabout all the way to Hertford. It wants to see more enforcement and a change in the legislation in order to deal with horses fly grazing by the side of the road. In Wales, new laws have been introduced which give the local authority more powers to deal with the problem, but there's no such legislation in England. Police are investigating how an eight-year-old boy died after coming off his bike in Hertfordshire. It happened on Monday evening at Macefield Avenue in Boreham Wood. The boy was taken to hospital but died shortly afterwards. Hertfordshire police are appealing for witnesses. An investigation is underway into the cause of a fire in Hertfordshire in which an elderly woman died. Firefighters tackled the blaze in a terraced house in Hamden Crescent in Chessant at around midday yesterday. Neighbouring homes were evacuated. Meanwhile, two people were led to safety by firefighters after a blaze at a house in Watford last night. Crews were called to Anglesey Road just before midnight. Buckinghamshire County Council is following Three Rivers' lead and putting up signs in parks and play areas asking people to avoid smoking. Earlier this year, signs saying Young Lungs at Play were approved in south-west Hertfordshire. More from Jessica Cooper. The signs in Buckinghamshire will be in parks and children's play areas as part of a pilot to reduce young people taking up smoking. Public health workers will also be working with schools to spread the message. In the Three Rivers, similar signs have been damaged, but the council says they've been taken down and replaced. US Coast Guards have continued their search for the four British sailors who have been missing in the Atlantic since Friday. The operation was initially called off on Sunday, but then restarted after an online petition was signed by more than 200,000 people. In sport, England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer, with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 international at the Oval by nine runs. The weather, some bright spells, but showers this afternoon and heavier rain this evening. A maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a large wildflower meadow and it's my favourite meadow. And all this week we're featuring Wendover. I like the fact that you can meet some really lovely people and they become very good friends. It's all about where you live. I think there's definitely a community spirit and it's getting bigger and bigger. Good business, good friends. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got a feeling in my bones and in my blood and indeed, dare I say it, yeah, my water. Something spectacular is going to happen today. Not necessarily on this show, but you're feeling it. Spectacular, big, great. Not necessarily good, but something big is going to happen. I... You mark my words, tomorrow morning you'll be phoning in going, oh my gosh Ian, you're amazing. You are uh, like the Dalai Lama, but except you're not on the run from China. Yet. Lots to talk about, including child support, gypsy horses, and oh, vapists, you are so arrogant. You are, there's a survey out, or the research, smokers are 60% more likely to quit using e-cigarettes, but, 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 it's the emperor, he's naked. Can't you see? You're moving your addiction from one thing to another. You're quitting nothing. And if you want to see a picture of Justin Dealey uh, looking suave, go to facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. We're urging all of our listeners to copy that photograph and use it as your Twitter or as your Facebook image for today, please. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR or give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. More on the uh, child support in a second. Catherine's scratching her head as though she's got something good to say. No, Anne in St Albans has though. Oh, thank you. Anne? <laughs> Hello, Ian. Good morning, Anne. What would you like to say? Well, it's about the vaping, as you beautifully call it. Uh, it's a lovely word. Yes. Did you invent it? The, I invented vapists, yes. Oh, vapists. Yes. Right. Well, the, yes, they are still addicted, of course. I've never smoked, so I, I don't have the problem. No. Uh, but I, they are still addicted, but I just think it's the lesser of the two addictions, put it that way. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's um, I nearly said better. I don't know better. It's, it's less damaging to you than cigarettes, but um, it annoys me, Anne, that there is this, um, uh, th- th- smoke and mirrors is being used. There is a con being done here. It's, it's, th- they're all owned by the same companies. Uh, it's just shifting the addiction from one thing to another, and it's making, they're going to make more money out of it eventually because you will be addicted for longer because it won't kill you. Yes, well, I, I, I personally don't have a problem with that because that, that industry doesn't make any money out of me as far as I know. Mm. But the trouble is with these people, they diversify into beer and they diversify into all the other things which I might happily consume, in which case I'm contributing to it unknowingly anyway. What also annoys me is people say, oh, well, but it's not doing you any harm. Well, do you know what actually it is? Because it's normalising smoking again. We're going back to the 70s and 80s uh, where, where smoking is normalised and my boys will see that and... Uh, you know, I don't want my boys to, to think that smoking is normal. I don't want them to, to... Hey, what's that funny glass thing that man's got in his mouth? It looks cool. I don't want my boys to see that. Well, I think, you know, children do have their own points of view and they do make their own minds up. 
And, you know, personally, I think that anybody, I, I don't know which American it was years ago, Walt something or other, he made a sort of a, a funny record, and he said, what do you do? You put this weed, you dry it, you roll it up in a bit of paper, you stick it in your mouth and set fire to it. And I think that sort of ridicule mm. probably is going to put people off more than anything else, because if it's not cool, kids won't do it. And thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. 60, smokers are 60% more likely to quit using e-cigarettes. You're not quitting. You're just shifting. You're, you're looking from one thing to another. That's it. There's no quitting involved. You're putting money in their pockets. It annoys me. And of course we shouldn't be giving out e-cigarettes on the NHS. Ridiculous suggestion. Now, here's something that uh, the world could, could affect, I'm sure, a significant number of, of uh, you, dear listener. Thousands of parents are receiving letters this week warning them to agree amicable child maintenance arrangements or face being charged. The government's replacing the uh, Child Support Agency with a new child maintenance service, but says it can no longer automatically be involved in every case. From this summer, if you need to chase an ex-partner who won't pay up, you'll both need to pay a percentage of the outstanding amount as a fee to the CMS. Janet Alberson is from the single parents charity Gingerbread. Uh, good morning, Janet. Good morning. Why is this change being brought in? Uh, the government is created a new uh, stat- new child maintenance system to replace the child support agency uh, but it says it wants to give all existing CSA cases uh, a chance to work things out between themselves um, and so it's going to charge parents who um, sorry I'm getting a, fee- a feedback on my microphone um, Ah, OK. I t- 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 tell you what, we'll try and get you on a different line and see if we can uh, s- sort that out. So, Kelly, maybe I know we can't, it's difficult to get on a different line because it's on an ISDN. Is there anything you can... Uh, maybe you could do some magic because it would be uh, useful. Maybe on a phone line, perhaps. We'll do it on a telephone. The good old-fashioned way, shall we? Because it's almost impossible. This is why, this is why uh, we ask you to turn your phone, your radios off when you call in. It's almost impossible to uh, uh, speak when your own voice is repeating in your ear a semi-second later. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Do let us know if you've uh, uh, if this is going to affect you, Janet. I think we've got you on the telephone now. Is that better? Yes, you have. Ah, there we go. Fantastic. So uh, this is being brought in to replace the CSA, uh, which which was troubled with problems anyway. Does it seem fair that that um, that both parents are going to have to pay a fee for this new service? Um, Well. The government wants more people to make their own arrangements, uh, if they can, between themselves for for money. And that's absolutely brilliant if people can do that, if they're friendly enough to do that. But we know that a lot of parents really struggle. And our worry is that by putting up cost barriers to use a new child maintenance service, that some single parents who really need the new CMS to ensure their children get financial support may simply give up altogether or feel pressurised to settle for inadequate or unstable arrangements. Uh, And that will mean children lose out. I thought, Janet, that the people only went to the CSA if they couldn't resolve it amicably. Well, that's what we say. Um, We know from the the government's own evidence that um, about a third of people who go to the CSA have already tried a private agreement and it's broken down. And six in ten have very poor relations uh, with their ex or don't see them anymore at all um, and expecting those sorts of people to make their own arrangement is, is, is really going to be very very difficult um, over half of people who 
go to the CSA, say they've experienced violence or abuse. Now, although they will escape the initial £20 application charge, if the other parent doesn't pay, they're still going to lose 4% of their money for their child in the form of a collection charge. Uh, and we think that's fundamentally wrong. We, on this uh, show and on this station, we've heard so many people who uh, um, have used the CSA and they've been awarded you know, the, the money, but they've never received the money. The other person's refused to pay it. Is the CMS going to be as toothless as the child support agency? Well, that, that's the kind of frustrating thing because um, the government tells us that the new CMS is going to be a lot better, that it's got... Uh, computers that work, a good IT system, that it's going to step in quickly if the non-resident parent doesn't pay and chase up the arrears so to stop them building up. So we think this service could be really, really good for people. Um, and we object to the charges, but obviously we hope that people won't be put off, that they won't feel pressurised to try and make you know, arrangements that are unsatisfactory that don't work for them. And if they do need this new service, they will, you know, swallow hard and uh, get on with it and use it. Because actually, if it gets money for children in the end, um, you know, go for it. Do we know if the computers are actually going to work? Because that, you just reminded me, that was a, a huge uh, mess up at the start of the CSA. I think it's pr- pretty much for the first year or 18 months. Their computers just weren't up to scratch, were they? Well, well they are going to... You may not know it, but the new system has been going for over a year now. Okay. They've been moving very slowly, and just really since the start of the year, this year, they've been got it getting, they're dealing with all new applicants. And um, we haven't heard much about them so far, but because they've moved so slowly, we're hoping that they can iron out all the glitches before they move to their next phase, which is closing down all the one million existing CSA cases over the next three years and um, asking people whether they want to use the new service. It does concern me that the, the 4% fee and the £20 application fee that the, that the single parent, mum or dad, is going to have to pay. Because I would imagine that a significant number of those people who are making those applications will be vulnerable, won't have that much money anyway, and e- every penny will count. You're, you're absolutely right. The You know, if you come at your own arrangements, people, people do, a lot of people do, about a fifth of separated couples have private arrangements and you tend to be better off um you've usually been married for quite a long time um the parent who leaves is still very involved with the kids but unfortunately not everyone's in that position um this the new the cms is really there for people who are in difficulties in getting maintenance and if you charge them you're simply taking away money from children who really need it what would you what would you like to see happen janet what what in the eyes of gingerbread would be the ideal setup well, we don't think single parents should be charged for using this service, which is really, really necessary for them and their children. Um, this is a... If anyone should pay a penalty, obviously for non-payment, it's the um, non-resident parent who, who won't pay. That's where the burden of responsibility lies for maintenance. And we would like more investment in services, obviously, to help parents sort out their conflicts so they can agree arrangements. Um, but if it comes to using the new service, um, it should be free for, to ensure that for those who need the money for their children. 
Janet, thanks very much for your time and thank you for putting up with our slight technical problems there. It's much appreciated. I'm glad we uh, we got to hear your message in the end. Janet Alberson from the single parents charity Gingerbread. Uh, if you're concerned about how this is going to affect you or maybe you think this is a cracking idea, think, yeah, good. Why should I be paying for, you know, uh, uh, people who can't keep their marriage together? Why should I be paying for them to chase and pursue their um, maintenance pay? 08459 555 is the telephone number. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1, the Great North Road, starting to build up now on the sensors just before the Black Cat roundabouts. And the M1 heading southbound looking very heavy on the speed sensors between Junction 11 Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Slow moving on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20, Kings Langley. The A1M heading southbound heavy as well between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25. In Chessent, the A10's looking slow heading southbound between Great Cambridge Road and Junction 25 for Enfield and also rather slow moving at the moment on the Barnet Bypass between Barnet Lane and Mill Hill Circus so far not seeing any problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much Right, 7.16, it's uh, Wednesday the 21st of May, I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Letters are being sent to thousands of single parents, warning them they will be charged a fee in future if they use a government agency to administer maintenance payments. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level on the A414, according to a horse charity. And the Royal Mail is to start delivering parcels on Sundays. Oh, the company, which was privatised last year, will begin a trial scheme in and around London, including parts of the three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start we don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who thought this out. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm looking at this drum kit on um, an internet auction site. It's eBay. And it's 160 quid. And I've sent it to you, Catherine, and you went, and I don't get it. But now you're whispering in my ear. Mm. It's, it's a nice drum kit. Well, it's red. I don't know if it is a nice drum kit. Yeah. My brain is saying probably not a good idea, probably going to cause trouble. Going to cause a trouble in my, my marriage heart. and my house and my street. My heart is saying shiny red drum kit. Shiny red drums. Stress buster. Bless you. Could train the guns up nicely. Get you out of the house, you'll love that. And the boys will like it. Yeah, they're not touching it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. Kelly Betts. Get them out of the equation. We have a drum kit here in our BBC Introducing Band Room, if you wanted to test out to see how good you are. I'm brilliant at drums. Well... I know how to play drums. Can't do the feet. 
Right. You can do the arms. It's important, isn't it? It's just one. Just two feet, mate. Drum. Two foot. All right, fine. I can oh, do. Yeah, of course. I can do the drums. There's, there's video footage of me. It was on YouTube. But I lost my YouTube channel of me playing drums on television. Delamitri's drum kit. Oh. <sighs> I saw that. So you know I can play. Well, I've got the skills. You know I can play. <laughs> I've got the skills. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I'm very very tempted. My wife will kill me. <laughs> Now, the A414 through Hertfordshire has become a soft target for travellers leaving their horses to graze at the roadside. Well, that's according to the British Horse Society. 40 animals have died in collisions on the London Colney to Hertford stretch in the past year alone. It's a matter of time before there's a human fatality. Jeanette Allen is the Chief Executive of the Horse Trust based in Buckinghamshire. Good morning, Jeanette. Good morning. Jeanette, Jeanette, tell us what these horses are doing here. Why are they there? They're there um, out of a deliberate intent to get free grazing. Um, and unfortunately, there's a massive loophole in the law that the owners of these animals have discovered and are taking advantage of. Who are these owners? What, what, why, are they do, what, why, why have they not got their own land they can graze on? Maybe they do. Um, the biggest problem is we suspect we know who the owners are, but we can't prove it because oh. current equine identification regulation is so poor. So it's really hard to prove who is behind this behaviour that's so dangerous. Oh, OK. Uh, no, no one's reporting these animals as soon as they appear, is that right? They're kind of there for quite a while. Yeah, that, that's often the way. Um, unfortunately, the legislation originally was designed for animals that accidentally strayed onto somebody's land. So it's just, it says that you should look after that animal if it's on your land um, for at least two weeks, give the owner a chance to come forward, and then sell it at market so there's money to, to compensate that owner if they come forward after two weeks. But that's designed for honest animal owners who accidentally have an animal that strays onto someone else's land. Mm. That unfortunately means that people who choose not to care for their animals properly or pay for their own grazing are deliberately placing their animals where there is grass, making it someone else's legal responsibility to care for them. And because their value at market is so low, it can be as little as £5 a horse, they then buy them back from the market, having been microchipped, having been passported, often by the local authority, so paid for by the taxpayer. And that's the cheapest possible way of having your horse cared for and fed. Isn't that sneaky? It's very, very sneaky, and it's a massive problem all over the country. But in specific pockets, it's becoming very dangerous. The implication is, uh, uh, and we've been told it's members of the traveller and gypsy community, is that right? Quite often it is. Certainly we've been involved in a number of cases in the Hertfordshire area where the the RSPCA have attempted to make a prosecution against owners who have been from that community. It's not, I I would stress though, we can't say all of these horses come from that community. We've recently picked up um, some thoroughbreds in a terrible condition that were deliberately dumped in a field in Buckinghamshire. So they didn't come from that community. They came from someone else who'd chosen to just stop caring for their animal properly. But it's it's reasonable to, to say it's the majority of the animals you see on the roadside come from that community. Uh, I understand there was a case in, in uh, Luton recently, is that right? Yes, that's right. Little Hamish, um, he was thrown out for having a fractured pelvis, mm. um, which means that his market value um, diminishes completely. He's a little miniature Shetland. Um, now, he will always walk with a limp, but there's no reason as a two-year-old... Um, who will not be in pain now his his fracture is healed that he can't live a very happy life and and he will do that here um but we've we've also got three horses a mare and two foals that were picked up in in that area in potter's bar 
um, all of whom were starving. Uh, the, the mayor, in fact, was, was surviving up to her knees in water and living on bark, um, all in fields belonging to other landowners who'd been dumped with the responsibility. They've clamped down on this in Wales, haven't they? What, what have they done in Wales? They have. They've created a thing called the Control of Horses Act, and that gives the Welsh authority the powers to remove the horse much quicker, so within a week, um, and also doesn't force them to resell it at a market. They can dispose of the horse in whatever way they see fit. So if it is in very poor condition or sick, they can have it put to sleep, they can sell it, or they can rehome it to um, a charity, for example. So it gives them many more options, much more quickly. Unfortunately, because the English government has not made any changes to its legislation, there is evidence that animals are being moved from Wales over to England. Oh, very sneaky, this lot. Well, and 40 horses have been killed in the past year. I'm, I'm assuming that's being hit by cars, is it? It, it will be, and what's... And, I can't think of a more horrific a image. Each other. I think, what, what a horrific image. It is a horrific image. I think what's even more horrific, and, and I say this... As someone who runs a a horse welfare charity, I would still say it's a far more horrific image if a family is driving down that road and they hit a horse at any speed, that could be the end of that family. Jeanette, it's a sobering uh, thought. I appreciate your time this morning. Jeanette Allen, Chief Executive of the Horse Trust based in Buckinghamshire. Oh, dear, I've got a horrific thought. 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. What what text? Got a text from Pat. Go on then, you do it. Pat says, oh, not another tax on the poor. The CSA are now to charge both parents when successfully getting child maintenance that's owed. Bedroom tax, making those due to retire work longer. Food banks shooting up everywhere. What a country we live in. Despairing Pat. People don't sign letters like that anymore, do they? No, d- he d- didn't either. It's just Pat. Or is it she? No, Pat and Houghton Regis. Um, is Pat and Houghton Regis a bloke? Yeah. I did not know I spoke that. to him yesterday. You know Pat, he calls in... Never, no. Yeah, you spoke to him yesterday. No, yeah. didn't. Pat, Pat, ring up so he remembers your voice. No. Yeah, 08459 No, I'd remember a Pat. Well, it's that Pat. Here's another one. Well, I drive up and is down... Is this another Pat? No, this is Dave from Hartford. That's a bloke. Definitely. Well, almost definitely. I, I dri- recognise that name. I drive Short for David. Well, it might be Davina. No. There's Phils that are Philidas. Or Phyllis. They're, yeah. more, they're more Phyllises than Philidas. Depends where you're you live. Philadel- where you live, there's Philidas. You're thinking of Philadelphia cheese. I'm thinking of Emma Thompson's mum. What happened to those two girls? Oh, one of them is Queen Thistle from Ben and Holly. Fantastic. Uh, anyway, morning, Ian. This is Dave from Hartford. Probably a man. I, I don't dri- like... Mm. You just reminded me. Um, Katie Morag, CBeebies. I love Katie Morag. I like Katie Morag. Except they've, they've done a lot recently where they obviously run out of budget and it's just someone sat... In, they're all sat in a circle telling... Yeah. I storytelling, Nate. I'm going to tell a wee story. The one where it's at Granny, Ma- Granny Island's Killy. Oh, Granny Island's Killy. They did Stone Soup the other day. That's not their story. They That's a story. Can't have that story. Make up your own... So not only are you not going out on location anymore, you're, you're stealing stories, Katie Morag. Katie Morag. Also, yeah. have you noticed that the kids all 
all go allowed to fall asleep on the daybed whenever. Yeah. Um, no. While the adults party on. Is that, f- is that okay? Well, it, up there they've got no rules, which is why I say Scotland independence, you have it. You, you have it, and then you come back to us in two years' time when you're crying because you can't look after yourself. Oh, are we so sorry? Can we come back? No, jog on. One positive impact of Katie Morag yeah. is that I live um, very much in the 1950s, yes. as you might have noticed. Yes, yes. But my parents are within sight, their house is within sight of ours. So my little girls, on a night time, will flash their torches to my mother, who will flash back. But we can't do it anymore because it's too light and someone's tree's grown. So if you wouldn't mind... It's a shame I miss your mum flashing. Anyway, yes. Dave from Hartford. Who's a fella? We think. We Probably. OK. I drive up and down the A414 a lot and have phoned the police on a number of occasions. It don't help that there is a gypsy site in the roundabout, says Dave from Hartford. Is that true? I've got to say, this campaign, uh, hashtag Dealey Says, uh, is really taking off yeah, good. on, on uh, Twitter at the moment. And let's just go through some of the people who've used his image for theirs. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy's done it. Watco's done it. MK Don's Paul. Uh, Anthony Baker says, is that a young Brad Pitt? Victoria's done it. So three people have done it, which is, which is, and you, which is just awesome. Pat's in Helton Regis. Good morning, Pat. First time caller to the show, yes? Oh, yes. Yes. What would you like to say, Pat? Um, well, good morning, really. Good morning. It's that Pat. It's that Pat. I have never spoken to this woman before in my life. Yeah, my me, me voice is a bit heavy, I know. I know, my love. Uh, so, how long have you been listening for? Oh, about, um, five minutes. Okay, and what, what, oh, and what's, what's caused you to call him, my dear? I sent in a nice text to you, and, ah, uh, you were ah. kind enough to read it out. There you go, you see, and I told you she was a lady, short for Patricia. Thank you, Catherine, apology accepted. Sorry. Sorry for everything. Are you crying, Pat? No, I, 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 I used that name just on the Friday, Patricia. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading southbound, looking very heavy at the moment, between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 at Redbourne. And in Luton, it's queuing at the moment on Airport Way, between Vauxhall Way and the Kidneywood Roundabout. Some roadworks taking place there, causing some delays. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, queuing at the moment on the sensors between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 for Watford. And in Hemel Hempstead, it's looking rather heavy at the moment on the A41 London-bound, between Two Waters Road and Kings Langley. The A1M also very heavy heading southbound between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 1 for, for the M25. On the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Scott has changed his Twitter uh, picture. He's also recorded a Justin Dealey song, which I'm going to retweet now at Ian Lee if you want that. If you have changed your Twitter picture to that of Justin Dealey, uh, can you please use the hashtag Dealey Says and can you tweet him as well? It will blow his tiny little mind. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Letters are being sent to thousands of single parents warning them they'll be charged a fee in future if they use a government agency to administer maintenance payments. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level on the A414, according to a horse charity. And Royal Mail is to start delivering parcels on Sundays. The company, which was privatised last year, will begin a trial scheme in and around London, including parts of the three counties. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 International at the Oval by nine runs. England reached 174 for seven in reply to the tourists' 183 for seven. Despite Alex Hale's 66, Owen Morgan's side finished just short of their target. It's very disappointing. The first 15 overs of our, of our bowling innings, we were really impressive, but we didn't finish as well as, well as we'd like. Um, and then a little bit of a stutter in the middle period of our batting um, let us down again. One positive of today is Harry Gurney on debut, bowled magnificently well, shoulder skills. He was able to transfer some form from county cricket into the international stage, and that's always good to see. Watford are being linked with Czech goalkeeper Marek Steck, who is leaving Yeovil after their relegation from the Championship. Meanwhile, the former coach of Italian side Udinese is to become a technical super supervisor of Watford, as well as Udinese and the other Pozzo family-owned club, Granada in Spain. Francesco Guidelin's new role was announced yesterday at a press conference in Italy. Milton Keynes-Dons have announced a pre-season friendly at home to Nottingham Forest on Sunday, July the 27th, which will also be a testimonial match for Captain Dean Lewington. Yesterday, the Dons confirmed Richie Barker as head of coaching on a permanent basis. The former Crawley and Portsmouth boss assisted manager Carl Robinson following the departure of Gary Waddock. And in tennis, Andy Murray has called on the world's elite players and the Grand Slam tournaments to help fund an increase in prize money at lower levels of the sport. Murray says winners of a week-long tournament can take home as little as £850 in prize money. This is something that the players maybe that are playing at the, the top of the game would have to accept and say, yeah, that's that's what we want to do. We want to make tennis a, a better sport and we want to make it you know easier for more players to, to make a living. And it's not about making millions it's about being able to make a living bbc three counties news and sports the next full bulletin is at eight across beds hearts and bucks this is ian lee bbc three counties radio 459 455 555. Lots we're talking about changes to the CSA so that, uh, well, if you're making a claim to an ex partner to get maintenance, not only will the ex partner have to pay a fee, 20% of what they pay you uh, to this new uh, body, you'll also have to pay a £20 application fee, and then you, the receiver, has to pay 4%. I'd imagine that money would be pretty tight in that situation. That's why part of the reason you're making the claim. Something I wonder about, though, is if a partner yeah. is not paying you money knowing that it's going to your children, yeah. why is he going to pay money knowing it's going to the government? Or she? Exactly. It does, it, it, it's primary. Let's be honest. They just make it worth it by keeping running, surely. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird one, that. But then again, I guess that we were paying for the CSA before. It was coming out of our tax. And there will be some people listening, no doubt, or maybe there won't. But you know what? You're not paying the parents, really, are you? You're paying no. to help children. Yeah, but there will be some people people saying, well, why should my tax go towards helping uh, people who um, couldn't make a marriage work? But it's not that, is it? It's helping their children. It's not their okay, fault. OK, well, why should my... I'm playing devil's advocate. Better than Darkest How does these days. Go on. Why should my money... Uh, by the way, if you missed, if you want to hear a really uncomfortable interview uh, where I'm branded a racist, please download last week's podcast. So awkwardo. Um, there will be people. You use the term your people. Your people, referring to me and, and white people. Uh, it, there will be okay. Why should I have to pay for somebody else's child? Because that child will be paying your um, upkeep when you're old. Oh, that is nonsense. I'll be dead. I had a premonition at the age of seventeen. I was going to die at forty-two. Oh. Forty-two How? in a car crash. 
Mm. I thought that too when I was um, in my mid-twenties that I was going to go in a car crash. At what age? Any time. Well, the way you drive, possible. I have a specific age, 42, and it's just... Daunt- so I remember being 17 and having this image of me dying in a car crash, and um, I'm, I'm a year and two weeks away from death. Wow. You should be living like it's uh, there's no tomorrow, then. Buy that drum kit. <laughs> oh, but then I won't get my money's worth from it. You will. You play it like, and you'll learn it. Do you know what I mean, Just? You believe in special powers, don't you? I do indeed. Ever, I have them. Ever, yeah, ever had a premonition about your death? Um, no, mm. uh, but I've had premonitions about other people's deaths. Really? And um, sadly, that's actually happened. Wowzers, wowzers. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm go- there's more stuff, by the way. The Daily Mail, there's more stuff uh, about, uh, more bullshine about ghosts and stuff. Page th- hey, come on. How much ev do you need? Each time one of my relatives died, yes. a clock stopped. Well, they I mentioned probably, this to, the, yeah. the other week, all of my clocks stopped on the same day. Yeah, but... <laughs> at the same time. No, no. no. Well, when you, I realised it was the same time. You couldn't verify they'd all stopped at, you know, 12 minutes past three. Yeah, OK, but in two separate properties. Here we go. My home and my parents' home. Work that one out. Penny Daniels, 56, a management consultant, is divorced and lives in Hassocks. She says... The phone rang. It was my dead dad. In 2001, I was going through a particularly desolate and uh, uh, difficult period. My father, George, a soldier turned accountant, had died the year before from a heart attack aged 81. I missed him. Dreadfully. I'd also recently lost my father-in-law, Tom, to whom I was very close, and my 20-year marriage had just broken up. In the small hours of my 43rd birthday that March, I was at my lowest ebb, lying in bed alone after a restless sleep. Then, my landline phone rang. I jumped out of bed and answered it, wondering who might be calling me at such an early hour. To my astonishment, the voice on the end of the line was my father, George's. Penny? Hello? He said, as if checking it was me. My jaw fell. My heart seemed to stop beating momentarily. I answered... Hello, hello. But there was no other sound. Then the line went dead, and all I could hear was the dial tone. I stood looking at the receiver in my hand for some time, feeling completely shaken. Then I realised that my father, aware that I was alone on my birthday, wanted to let me know he was watching over me. He died so very suddenly, and we never got to say goodbye, so I think he brought about this one last encounter to give me comfort from the other side. I climbed back into my bed and pulled the duvet up to my chin with an eerie sense of calm washing over me. (laughs) Penny? Penny? Hello? Now, I can explain that. Go on. It was a dream. Hmm? I don't believe in that. It was someone else. Yeah, it was a dream. Or it was someone else. (laughs) One of those two. It weren't her dead dad. I tell you why, Justin. He was dead. Hey, listen, I don't believe in that. I I don't believe in phone calls from the dead. I'm not quite sure (laughs) how how the the, the mobile phone technology works up there. But I don't believe in that. But I do believe, obviously, in the paranormal. Obviously. Mm. Have you been on Twitter recently? Um, not really. What, in the last, what, ten minutes? I've had, I've had a quick look. Yeah, a few people uh, with my picture saying Dealey says, which is very nice. Yeah, it, trending. It, it's, yeah, it's trending, mate. Excellent. It's not just a few people. Well, it is. It's, it's, it's a few people, it's but... a few people. It's oh. about six. But oh. uh, the internet, re- it, basically, it's just pictures of you looking... Um, <laughs> buff. I was going to say... Well, yeah, buff. OK, mm. yeah, buff. Let's say buff. Bross. Bross. Looking bross. Buff yeah. bross. Yeah. Now, listen, e-cigarettes. Yeah, you don't like them, do you? I, d- I don't, mate. I don't. I think they're dangerous. I think they are dangerous because they are, they are normalising smoking. My boys will grow up 
thinking as I I thought it was all right to smoke because everyone smoked in the 70s and the 80s. My boys will think it's all right to smoke these things, which while they don't do the harm of proper cigarettes, uh, they are still addictive. You're still ingesting uh, nicotine. And also, I just... uh, I don't like the smugness of vapists. They're so smug. I know what you're saying. It'll be interesting to hear from people this morning because um, I, I've been down the pub recently and a couple of people have been told you can't smoke that in here. Good. Uh, we're not talking about real cigarettes. We're talking about e-cigarettes. And they've got very, very angry about this, saying, well, what's the problem? You know, it, it's not real smoke. Well, their reply would be, our customers don't like it because there is still smoke going up in the air. Um, also, a number of football grounds have banned them recently as well because they were say, well, people can see smoke in the air, that then means that other people might light up a real cigarette because there's still smoke in the air. But um, I have been getting reaction in Luton this morning about e-cigarettes, and uh, this reaction, Ian, is going to be music to your ears. Now, Judy, Ian's ranting this morning about these e-cigarettes. He's saying, well, if you are using them, you're still smoking, and as a nurse, you're having the same conversation with your patients, aren't you? Yes, I I, I I think it's the same cigarette. You're still smoking, you're still inhaling uh, nicotine. Mm. It's not like it's a fake one or a toy or anything, it's real. So that's what I was telling my patient yesterday. He said, oh no, it's not like the normal one. I said, as long as nicotine is there, and that's why you're here, you're waiting for the, pa- the doctor to see you. So it's not good. So the person that you were seeing was there because they've been smoking for years and they'd had health problems, and they've gone onto these e-cigarettes and they're claiming that they've actually given up. Yes. They've been, on, they've been um, having COPD, which is a, a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. To, as nurses and what we learn in school and everything, it's the same problem. It's the same uh, poison. Mm. It's the same poison going into your system. You know, it's not like a toy or something, but it's real. The nicotine is there. Yeah. Yes. So if you want to give up, give up completely. Don't be tricked. Thank you very much indeed for your time, Judy. Thank you so much. Bye. Laura, you've uh, just lit up a cigarette here. You have tried e-cigarettes. How did you get on? Didn't get on with them. It wasn't something that I could maintain, shall we say. Was it the taste or...? Um, No, I just think it was too much difference. And uh, I wasn't encouraged to overly use them, I suppose. I mean, Ian's been on a rant this morning saying, do you know what, if you're on these e-cigarettes, you haven't given up at all because Mm. you're still putting nicotine into your body. Would you go along with that? Definitely, definitely. I know there's people that have used them that I know that have quit, but the vast majority just stay on them and they don't quit. So all along, you're still, at the end of the day, putting nicotine into your body? Yes, totally. It Also, part of me thinks, if you're going to smoke, smoke properly. Do it properly. <laughs> Stop wimping out. Obviously, these e-cigarettes are less harmful than real cigarettes, but you can't get any more credible than that. A nurse backing you up this morning, having conversations with people all the time, people claiming uh, they have given up smoking, but they are still putting nicotine, in her words, poison into your body. Something that also we need to remember is that there have been no... They're still waiting to find out exactly what the long-term effect of this stuff is. Yeah, it's all new, of and course. it's not regulated, so no. depending on where you buy it from, it could have different stuff in it. Mm. Only time will tell on, um, you know, what, what they come up with scientifically uh, on these e-cigarettes, but loads of people are using them. You see it every single weekend. I'll tell you something, though. I tried to have a conversation with someone who was smoking on an e-hubble bubble. <laughs> I had a really hard time not laughing. Uh-huh. I had a really hard time not doing it. It's like him blow... Oh, like getting a bubble... <laughs> bubble pipe out and yeah. blowing bubble. It's ridiculous. Come on. And they also they, they do it for a couple of puffs. <sighs> <sighs> 
and then they put it away. Come on, do it. And have you seen them? Because when they first came out, right, they're all nice and clean and shiny. Now they're filthy because mm. people have been putting, screwing them away in their pocket or in their bag, and they are filthy. Have you seen the lights on these things as well? I, I mean, I mean y- years ago, I used to do a, a mobile disco um, every, every single weekend. I'm thinking, do you know what? I could have literally 100 e-cigarettes in a row there. Yeah. I wouldn't need lights anymore. Well. They are that flashy. Kath? Daft. It's daft. It's daft, isn't it? <laughs> Justin, thank you very much. Twi- go, and em- go and embrace the Twitter love that's there for you, Justin. People are digging you. Uh, hashtag Dealey Says is really uh, taking the internet by storm. There are at least six or seven people that have done it now, which has got to be uh, great news. Should we have a quick look at the front page of the papers? Yes, let's. Let's start with the important ones. The Daily Mail. They're still do- Your haunting stories of ghostly experiences. Why on earth are they doing that rubbish? Uh, they've run out of cats in hats. We are uh, entering what I believe is called the silly season, aren't yep. we? Where they don't have any news stories. Yep. Hey, do you remember that plane that disappeared? Yes. What happened to that? Well, the pilot's wife's had a baby. Oh, has she? Yeah. Isn't that suspicious? No, no. not really. And she's no. named it after her husband who's missing, presumed dead. That was in the paper yesterday. Why does that... Why are we not... So, hang on a second. Things that have disappeared from the front pages... Um, the 300 odd people that died in that aeroplane, the 270 girls that have been kidnapped. Things that should be on the front pages that aren't. Instead, we got on the Daily Express how to boost your um, uh, pension. And the son, dear Mr. Hook, don't worry, we'll keep paying for your wife and kids. Lots of love, Her Majesty's Government. And to Lisa, my hell over sex tape. But you, that, that, that's the front page, guys. That's the front pages. You know, sex tapes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? I prefer to imagine, that, you know, what it might be like rather than actually... I don't think I need to see myself in that light. We have young ears listening. Not that it happens anymore. I've got two children. We have, we have young ears listening, so we're going to tread carefully. But why on earth would anybody film themselves? Okay. It can only ruin it, can't it? it and then go, hey, that was great. Should we, um, should we watch that back? Oh, my God, we look horrible. <laughs> we look ugly and horrible and ridiculous. That's all the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm never going there again. That would be the reaction. Because you'd imagine it's going to be like an adult movie where it's all lit well and... Well, Those wench, guys are wow, professionals. Wow. They know exa- they've done it many, many times under very tough conditions. Uh, and then you put yourself on and you, you'd be going, oh, look at our curtains, aren't they dirty? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we need to change the sheets. And you're not thinking about working your angles. I'm always thinking about working my angles. I'm always thinking. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I keep saying we'll do the papers. We will do in a bit. I promise. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking very heavy at the moment on the Great North Road, just before the Black Cat roundabouts. Taking a look in Langford, Edgeworth Road at the moment is partially blocked between London Road and Cambridge Road. That's because of an accident that's just happened there. The A1M heading southbound very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. Also heavy on the M1 between Junction 10 Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And taking a look at the sensors on the M25 heading anti-clockwise. Very slow at the moment between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 15, the M4. Rather heavy moving on the A41 London bound between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And so far on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Sorry? Who's an idiot? I know you're, you're going to ring me. 
No, I'm not. I was trying to text someone the number 46,000 and I realised I hadn't put the comma in and so it looked confusing. So I had to go back and put the comma in. Oh, is that in your headlines? Um, it might be, yeah. 7.46, it's uh, Wednesday the 21st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Letters are being sent to thousands of single parents, warning them they'll be charged a fee in future if they use a government agency to administer maintenance payments. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level on the A414. That's according to a horse charity. And Royal Mail is to start delivering parcels on Sundays. The company, which was privatised last year, will begin a trial scheme in and around London, including parts of the three counties. Uh, more of your calls in a minute, but before that, let's get the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is actually a beautiful start right the way across. We've got blue sky and sunshine. The further east you go, you may run into a bit more cloud and a stronger possibility of a shower. But for now, let's just enjoy the sunshine. Later on this afternoon, one or two showers may pop up again, probably likely to be a further east. Um, the maximum temperature could get up to around 20 Celsius. It could feel warm in the sunshine. Overnight tonight, our car weather gets rather interesting. We'll start to notice the uh, clouds start to thicken as the sun sets. The sun sets just before nine and uh, then we'll notice the cloud thicken and through the middle part of the night some very heavy rain on the way. We've got quite a lively weather front moving in from the near continent bringing with it heavy bursts of rain. We could see 20-30 millimetres in a short space of time. Locally perhaps a little more. Thunder, lightning, it's all going to be quite wild and furious for a time. The wind will pick up too. Minimum temperature down to 11 Celsius. May still have a bit of that left around first thing tomorrow morning but it will continue on its journey northwards behind it dry and bright some sunny spells again some thundery showers tomorrow afternoon the maximum temperature though it's going to feel humid tomorrow 22 celsius that's 72 degrees in fahrenheit and that's your forecast Roberto Peroni. Gardeners wanting to rid their spring flower beds of snails can ditch the beer traps and eggshells and instead develop a strong throwing arm instead. Weekdays from three. I don't think there's any ethical dilemma about throwing them as opposed to killing them. It's clearly better to throw them. Hertfordshire police are warning drivers to take extra precautions with their vehicles following a rise in the number of cars stolen using specialised hacking equipment. Two thirds of teachers say poor writing has prevented them giving the marks a student truly deserves. Roberto Peroni. I do the animal stories. I also do the space stories, apparently. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. We're just talking about, and we again, we'll tread carefully, we, the, the, the talk of um, um, adult, adult... Recording your memories. Recording your memories in the bedroom. <laughs> recording your bedroom memories. Uh, and we're just saying, wouldn't it, you know, imagine if your kids found that. And it reminds me of a time... I do hope my mum's not listening. She does sometimes now, or a friend of hers does at least, and relates it to her. It reminds me of a time when I was younger, I went through my mum's bedside drawer and I found a book entitled The Joy of Sex. The Joy of Sex. Now, that's pretty tame by comparison. Have you, th- that, have you ever seen that book, Kelly? No, it's but very I 70s. found something similar. Did you really? We'll, well, we'll, go, we'll go no further. We'll go no further. I do enjoy this job. 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number. Hey, do you remember a while ago we told you that some parents need reminding not to smoke all over kids playing in parks in south-west Hertfordshire? Well, the council put signs up, didn't they? The same's about to happen in Buckinghamshire and the Aylesbury Vale, where councils are piloting smoke-free parks 
with signs. Joanne Wilson is a public health practitioner from Buckinghamshire County Council. Uh, good morning, Joanne. Good morning. Uh, will these signs be backed up with smoking patrols or CCTV? How, how is it going to be invo- uh, enforced? It's literally a voluntary ban. So it's a ban where we're inviting parents to respect children's play areas and not smoking in front of them. Um, but it's not going to be backed up by any heavy-handed approach. Um, so it really is appealing oh. to parents. Oh, so but but surely if parents are prepared to smoke near kids anyway, the, and it's only a voluntary uh, uh, situation, they're not going to pay any attention, are they? Um, no, I would um, disagree with that. So we did an initial survey um, a couple of weeks ago with um, parents in parks, in the parks that we're piloting this in, and over 90% of them were in favour of a voluntary ban because quite often parents don't realise the impact that they're smoking will have on children's um, intentions to start smoking themselves, and that's really what this is all about. So it's less about um, the issue of second-hand smoke, and it's more about trying to reduce that 90% behaviour. That 90% that said they were in favour, were they smokers? Uh, some of them were smokers. It was about a third of them who were smokers. Right, OK. Yeah, so I suppose it's people's choices as well, though, isn't it? If they want to smoke outside, then, you know, the, 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 the kids are off play, and if they want to have a cheeky little fag, it's the only chance they've got. Well... <laughs> Cheeky little fag, um, it's an interesting term. Um, yeah, you know, it, this is what it is, it's a voluntary ban, so it's not going to stop them from doing that, but we have found in other areas that have initiated these bans that parents do comply with them, actually, um, and we don't need to have a heavy-handed approach and, and evoke um, legislation or use CCTV cameras, because actually smoking behaviour does reduce and attitudes to smoking in parks change and litters reduced. So we know from other areas um, that this does have an impact and we're just going to pilot it in five parks in Aylesbury Vale to see if we can achieve the same kind of impact. OK, Joanne, well, good luck. I hope it has. It does have some kind of impact. Joanne Wilson, a public health practitioner from Buckinghamshire County Council. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I just think if you're not going to enforce it, well, you know, it's voluntary. Voluntary? 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 Voluntary. Can't say it. No, you can't. Well, can you help? Voluntary. Voluntary. <laughs> I can't say it, voluntary. Kels? Voluntary. 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 Can you say voluntarily? Yeah. Go on then. Voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Oh. That was right. Why are you laughing at that one? <laughs> Bit content light. That story, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. Listen, hey guys, it was forty-five seconds of radio. What can I tell you? You you you, you pay your license fee. You you, you take your choice. Uh, I've not got anything now up until eight. The people I see smoking at night, my local park, Sorry? are normally under the age of about fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's been the traditional place where that is done. Oh bless. That's going to spoil it for them, isn't it? Or they're going to ignore the signs. Yeah? I mean, we're really trying to get milk out of a stone here. Milk? Yeah. Why do you say milk? Where does it come from? Well, I say it because if I want... You must know it's wrong. It comes from a cow. It comes from a cow's boobs. Oh, right, okay. Uh, So does milk. How do you spell milk? My my brain is really trying to work out how I'm going to save this hour. And you having a pop at me, because I pronounce milk, milk, is uh, lemonade round the corner... Chocolates made. If you that's if you you are not helping, you are you are not part of the solution. You are the problem. I stopped listening. Ages ago. <laughs>
Oh, Kath, can you give her a slap for me, please? No. Why? Because I like her. Oh. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? Do you want to come in and save the show, Joyce? Oh, yeah. What's going on there? That's nuts. That's a spontaneous hug. Yep. Remember those weirdos that were going around um, giving out hugs? There's like an organisation, isn't there? Free hugs. Free hugs. Oh, Oh, I hate all of that stuff. And they have signs. I wonder how many of them got a free punch in the face. Yeah. I don't like um, uninitiated hugs. I don't like it either. You're not very tactile. We've established this. I'm hugely tactile. I just don't touch you. If I, I know. If I walk past you, you flinch. Well, that's because you generally walk past me and throw something. Uh, It's not always the case. It's often the case. Fader one is Joyce and Leegrave to save the hour. Kath. Ow! Oh, there's a window. Joyce. Good morning, my lord and master. That's the way to address (laughs) me, Joyce. You've learnt. Well done, and thank you so much for the other weekend. What fun that was, wasn't it? Didn't we have a great time? I would just like to correct you. It isn't milk out of a stone. The old wording is blood out of a stone. I don't know how and what, but the saying is it's blood out of a stone, not milk. Well, I was the the, the well, Joyce, uh, yes. you're correct. Uh, five points for that, but I'm going to deduct five points. Oh, yes, exactly. Um, not because of the weekend, because I always hold that very, very close to my heart. <laughs> but stinker. <laughs> oh, I've been handed a Madeline. Uh, no, because I was I was saying it was even harder than getting blood out of a stone. Right. It was even tougher. It was. I was getting milk out of a stone, which makes even harder <laughs> to oh, do. Oh, I see. You I see. see. Basically, basically, let's be honest, that story about signs in the park and smoking was a stinker, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> if they're not going to enforce it... I, 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 I'm putting some posters up in my house when I get round to it. No, you shouldn't. No-one should ever smoke. My what? dad died of a... Um, uh, pneumonia onycosis from the oh, coal blimey. mines. Yeah, oh and if you see people suffer from cannot breathing because of their lungs, yeah. you would not touch any cigarette. Do you, do you agree with me, Joyce, about these vapists, these electronic cigarette smokers? I don't agree with them at all. Well, I, I don't agree with them. They say, oh, I'm not doing... The thing is, it's better for me than normal cigarettes. Yeah, whatever. And I'm doing no one any harm. Yes, you are. You're normalising smoking again. We've, done, we've come so far in the last 20 years. Yes. And now you're making smoking look like it's OK again. You're making it fashionable and the children will learn your habits. Exactly. Don't, don't do it. Exactly. Please. Are you free this weekend, Joyce? Uh, um, I don't know quite yet. I have to think about same it. Same hotel? <laughs> Bye. Ta-ta. There we go. There we go. That's what's known as the brush-off. I like it when Joyce hangs up on you. Sorry? I like it when Joyce hangs up on you. The brush-off, you say? Hey, we've had a vaguely disappointed text. Oh, go on. I drive from the A10 to the M1 along the A414, and in three years I've never seen a single horse death, let alone 40 in the last year, says David. You would think you would know about it more. I've not heard any... I've not heard Simon Oxley do any stories about horses being killed. We'll keep an eye out for them in future. I think we should do. Matt in Luton says, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that CSA deductions are taken before tax. It therefore seems coincidental that the proposed charges for the payee are 20%, the same rate as basic tax. Spooky, says Matt in Luton. It's, um, it's, a, it's let's be honest, guys, this is what it is. It's a, a, a tax on the poor and the vulnerable. That's what it is. It's another tax on the poor and the vulnerable. Those people uh, who uh, are most in need of money are being penalised. They're being penalised for... They're being penalised for their uh, their relationships failing and they are being penalised because they need assistance. Whereas um, 
I don't know. Why doesn't Starbucks pay tax? Is he talking to us again? Yeah. I never know. No, it's good, but it's a good point. Yeah, just, should we just nod? Nod and pretend that we're listening, but we're actually... I wouldn't mind, but he pretty much funds Starbucks, doesn't he, with his uh, coffee habit? No. Yeah, goes off about the amount they pay or don't pay. No, it's weird. Reed's legs look great on... Oh, look, there's that girl out of Eldorado. Oh, yeah. So they're going to be going without food. Julie yeah. Fernandez on be, uh, Good Morning Britain. What, um, you know where we get real jobs? Mm. Where do you money? think you'd work? So well, what the government needs to do... I'm sort of hoping to um, give it all up and... When I win the lottery, you mean? Yeah. I'm going to give it all up and run a bookshop. Uh, Are you? Yeah. I won't make any money, but it'd just be a laugh, won't it? Can I come along and read to the children? Of course you can. As long as you do the voices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of society would be... okay. it's as simple as that. You agree, girls? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1, the Great North Road, rather heavy moving just before the Black Cat roundabout. And taking a look at the A1M heading southbound on the speed sensors, very slow between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M1 heading southbound, very slow between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 11 at Dunstable Road. Also heavy on the M1 between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Some major roadworks continuing there. Very slow on the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 15, the M4. And in Chesson, the A10's looking very slow at the moment between the Great Cambridge Road and Junction 25 for Enfield. Nicola Richards, BBC Three, Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Nicola. I'm watching the most ridiculous mime next door. Oh, no, people... These Dealey Says pictures, people have started pimping them. Oh, Carpet Martin, naughty, naughty, naughty. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, single parents to be charged a fee if they can't agree maintenance payments. Warning over traveller horses in Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire Council putting up anti-smoking signs in parks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Letters are being sent to thousands of single parents warning them they'll be charged a fee in future if they use a government agency to administer maintenance payments. From later this year, the parent paying maintenance will have a 20% charge added while the parent receives Receiving the money will pay 4%. Ministers want to encourage people to come to voluntary arrangements. Janet Alberson is from the single parent charity Jing- Gingerbread. Our worry is that by putting up cost barriers to use a new child maintenance service, that some single parents who really need the new CMS to ensure their children get financial support may simply give up altogether or feel pressurised to settle for inadequate or unstable arrangements. The problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at a crisis level, according to a charity. The local branch of the British Horse Society says more than 40 have been removed from the A414 corridor in the last year. Jeanette Allen is the chief executive of the Buckinghamshire-based Horse Trust. We've been involved in a number of cases in the Hertfordshire area where the RSPCA have attempted to make a prosecution against owners who have been from that community. I would stress, though, we can't say all of these horses come from that community. We've recently picked up some thoroughbreds in a terrible condition that were deliberately dumped in a field in Buckinghamshire. They didn't come from that community. 
Police are investigating how an eight-year-old boy died after coming off his bike in Hertfordshire. It happened on Monday evening at Macefield Avenue in Boreham Wood. The boy was taken to hospital but died shortly afterwards. Hertfordshire police are appealing for witnesses. An investigation is underway into the cause of a fire in Hertfordshire in which an elderly woman died. Firefighters tackled the blaze in a terraced house in Hamden Crescent in Chesant at around midday yesterday. Neighbouring homes were evacuated. Buckinghamshire County Council is putting up signs in parks and play areas asking people to avoid smoking. Earlier this year, signs saying young lungs at play were approved in south-west Hertfordshire. Joanne Wilson is a public health practitioner from Bucks County Council. It's literally a voluntary ban, so it's a ban where we're inviting parents to respect children's play areas and not smoking in front of them, um, but it's not going to be backed up by any heavy-handed approach. We know from other areas um, that this does have an impact and we're just going to pilot it in five parks in Aylesbury to see if we can achieve the same kind of impact. Royal Mail is to start delivering parcels on Sundays. The company, which was privatised last year, will begin a trial scheme in and, in and around London, including parts of the three counties. Royal Mail is considering whether to introduce regular Sunday deliveries. In sport, England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 International at the Oval by nine runs. The weather, some bright spells, but showers this afternoon and heavier rain this evening. A maximum temperature 19 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The friendliness of a country village. It's all about where you live. Oh, here for life now. Got everything I want, really. And all this week, we're featuring Wendover. I've lived here since 1966. It's just absolutely great. It's just, it's got so much to offer. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight. Hashtag Dealey Says is trending worldwide. And the sun has got his hat on. Hip, hip, hip. We can't sing that song anymore. Changes to child support being brought in. Oh, yeah, if you're a parent and you're either paying maintenance or receiving it, well, you'll also be paying a fee as well. Does that sound fair to you? More people are giving up smoking by going to e-cigarettes than by any other form of giving up. Well, hang on a second, guys. The emperor is naked. Can't you see? You're not giving up smoking. You're still smoking. If you want to get in touch, if you want to get uh, in contact, if you want to have a picture of Justin Dealey topless, then go to... And that's that's actually true. Go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. That's what the internet was made for. Or you can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or... The best way to get in touch is to give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. E. 
Now, tens of thousands of divorced or separated parents will get a letter this week warning them they'll be charged if they have to involve what was the CSA in their child maintenance disputes. This summer, the Child Support Agency will be replaced by the Child Maintenance Service. The Department of Work and Pensions is warning it can no longer afford to get involved in every case automatically, so if you want their help, you'll have to pay. Mary Bannam Hall is a family solicitor and mediator from Focus Mediation in Milton Keynes. Joins me now. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. What do you think of this new child maintenance service? Well, I think one of the most interesting um, things about it is they've left out the word enforcement. It was going to be called the Child Maintenance and Enforcement Agency, and they've left that word out, but actually the law that would have um, justified that um, is still there. So I think we're seeing a big change. Well, we're seeing several big changes. Um, and depending on your perspective, some people will like it and some won't. Um, I think one of the, the really important things uh, to notice is that um, the information about the paying parents' income is going to be readily available because HMRC, the, uh, the, the tax people, are going to have to give that information. So this, unless you're prepared to defraud the Inland Revenue mm. and risk going to prison, they're going to have pretty accurate information about the paying parents' income, which is uh, probably the first example I can think of of a bit of joined-up government, actually. So um, that's quite interesting. Um, will, you're will, talking, go, go on. No, I was going to say, we talk about enforcement. Will it be able to enforce? Because the yes. Child Support Agency struggled, didn't it? It was quite toothless. It no, it will be able to enforce. But let's just go back to your, your opening comments about fees. There'll be a £20 application fee, which I think most people will be able to find. Um, thereafter, you're going to be encouraged to make your own arrangement. And if you make your own arrangement, you won't pay anything. And if they calculate it for you and you make your own payment arrangement, you won't pay anything. So... The only people who are going to pay this 20% on, on top of the child maintenance um, assessment and the 4% from the receiving parent are the ones where it's, it's not being paid. And there'd, there'd be no reason to invoke in that service unless you needed it. Why should the parent who's receiving the money be penalised because they've got a slacker of an ex-partner who won't pay? And we do know well, that lots of people refuse to pay. I know, and I think uh, it won't always be fair. It's an example of trying to make the rules fit everybody and it not being perfect for anyone. But there are people who apply out of spite and anger and in temper. And it will make them pause for thought. Because if they're actually receiving maintenance, why apply? If they're trying to make the other person pay 20% extra out of fury, why shouldn't they take a hit too? So I can understand that. But it also, surely, the, the, the £20 fee, I mean, hey, listen, I can afford 20 quid, but there are lots of single parents who can't afford 20 quid. They're, they're deciding whether they're going to um, buy some food or a new pair of shoes. So that, that could put them off, couldn't it? It could. And from that perspective, it is hard. But it's an example of trying to come up with something that fits everyone. Uh, what have parents been saying to you about the new scheme? Well, not a lot, actually, because um, most most people, um, actually, most of the people I, I come across actually pay maintenance. Mm. Um, and so this is designed for the people who I may never meet um, because they're doing their own thing and or perhaps doing nothing. I think you might find it quite interesting to hear some of the enforcement provisions 
which include um, you can go to court and get a liability order, or they, the, the child maintenance service can, and it, it, they can take away your driving license. Um, they can um, take money from your bank accounts, and mm. of course they'll have details of those from the revenue. Um, they can put a charge against your house so you can't sell or remortgage, or they can even force a sale. So I think... What That's assuming happen- that the person owns a house and has, has a mortgage. Precisely. Because I'm, I'm imagining nothing. that lots of, lots of single parents and, 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 and split-up couples won't have property, uh, won't necessarily have uh, uh, cars or a huge income. A lot of these people people haven't got much money. Well, people with nothing won't have to pay anything or very, very little. So it's not designed to punish people who have nothing. It is designed to make people who can pay, pay. Mm. And I think we have to look at this in context of how much the the country is paying in tax credits for families with children on low incomes. And we have already significantly shifted the cost of rearing children in poorer households to the state because very often the largest source of income will be tax credits, not maintenance or what people are earning. Mary, do you think this will ultimately lead to a better system? I, well, I think it will, but I think it's going to be really, really tough for the first few years. Mm. But I think what will happen is people will realise they're going to have to pay. They will go online and use this excellent calculator. I have to say, um, whether it's right or not, of course, I don't know. Um, but it looked to me as though it was working um, and it came out with an answer really quickly. Um, they're going to work out what they should pay and they're going to pay it. And people are actually coming in and saying, well, I've been online, I've worked out what the child support should be. And they know the figure. So if people are married, they're then discussing what should be paid by way of additional maintenance to the the, the wife or the husband at home, Mm. because, of course, it doesn't stop with child support where there's been a marriage and one person's on a very high income and one on a low income. Mary, I appreciate your time this morning. Mary Bannam Hall, family solicitor and mediator from Focus Mediation in Milton Keynes, seems to think that generally, generally, it's a good idea. Take a while, as these things always do, to uh, settle in, but she thinks it'll be a good idea. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you are, are claiming maintenance from uh, uh, from a partner. How effective has the, the uh, CSA been, and do you think this system will be fairer, better? 08459 455555. Call 08459 455555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 Let's do the front pages of the newspapers. Hey, what's going on here? Um, the Guardian. Um, oh, dear. Inside Syria, ancient ways to kill amid the barbarity of civil war and Labour and Tory ratings suffer as Farage attacks backfire. Hey, that guy's indestructible, isn't he? Farage is indestructible. He's been outed as um, being, let's say, xenophobic at best. You could say racist, but xenophobic. Let, let, let's be generous. Uh, and people are still going, yeah, he's great, though, isn't he? He's a great guy. Left-wing conspiracy, all this stuff, isn't it? Elections tomorrow. Be interesting to see uh, what happens. The European uh, the, the European election results come out sort of Sunday night, I think, don't they? So, uh, you, hey, me and you, Kath, we're doing a show on Monday. Just me and you, bank we holiday special. We are, yeah. Maybe we'll throw some of those uh, those results in the mix. Let's. Are you going to bring some records in? I haven't got any records. Hey, bring some uh, CDs in, then. Really? Well... You don't want me to do that? No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I might have my five-star one somewhere. Um, five-star? So it's it's, it's going to be exciting. It's me and Catherine in this... We're calling it the Ian and Kath show. Yeah. 
Glossop is is Glossop's going to be working the phones. Poor Alice Glossop. I know, I know, but if she if she wants to work in radio, she's got to start at the bottom and work up. That's what I always tell um, work experience people. Anyway, you get it? Yeah, I got it. The Daily Telegraph. There's a brilliant picture on the front page of the Te- Daily Telegraph. It's loads of sailors on a, a ship, but then the Queen stood at the front. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's like a mass Titanic. You know, the <laughs> bit of the beginning at the front. Yeah. She's the king of the world. She's actually nearly the king of the world. Yes, I watched Titanic Christmas, last Christmas, Christmas before. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, do you know what? It's I a saw good film. It the first t- two times I saw it in Spanish. Better in Spanish. Why? Um, because I made the script better in my own head. <laughs> the Times. Here's something. You know when you, um, for example, Murakami, Japanese author. I like his books. His endings are yeah, his endings yeah, always very yeah, weak, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not reading Murakami's work. I'm reading the translator's work because exactly. the translator isn't just translating every single. It's not like Google Translate or something or Babelfish. They're having to translate it, get the essence of it, and still make it poetic and That's creative it, and make it sound like your language. Yeah, I want to read. I want to read some translators' books because those guys are brilliant. They've they've really got a command of the language. There is an artistry involved. There, is, no, there genuinely is. Mm-hmm. Or you could learn Japanese and read the proper thing. It's uh, not a bad idea, actually. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Langford, Edgeworth Road is partially blocked at the moment because of an accident between London Road and Cambridge Road. The A1M heading southbound very heavy at the moment between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M1 heading southbound on the speed sensors very heavy at the moment between Junction 10 Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading anti-clockwise very slow at the moment between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 15, the M4. In St Albans, rather heavy on Holywell Hill in both directions between London Road in Albert Street, and so far looking at the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, it's eight sixteen. It's uh, Wednesday, eh? The twenty fifth, twenty first of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Letters are being sent to thousands of single parents, warning them they'll be charged a fee in future if they use a government agency to administer maintenance payments. The problem of a tra- of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level on the A414. That's according to a horse charity. And Buckinghamshire County Council is putting up signs in parks and places areas asking people to avoid smoking. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. I don't want to say cured me, but Mm. it didn't quite bring down the level of sort of background anxiety that you get with generalised anxiety disorder. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Do you feel like a different person? Completely. Go to bbc.co.uk slash three counties and click on listen again. Throughout this whole interview, you've been very <laughs> calm and quite chirpy, it's, not yeah. anxious at all. bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Jonathan Vernon Smith, why are you looking like that? No, no, I'm just, <laughs> uh, just pre-reading what I'm reading. There was a very strange... Um, oh, oh. Hunched, you were hunched. You're hunched over there, and your eyes are vibrating. I well, I was quickly uh, scan reading. You see, just to make sure I'm not going to read anything bad. Are you a big reader? 
Uh, only on holiday. Really? It's the only time I can relax enough to read. Really? Otherwise, yes, the minute I sit down with a book, I think, oh, I must go and put the washing in. Oh, you're one of those. Right, you know, I can't, I can't relax at all oh, unless love, I'm on holiday. Oh, I love a good book. Do you? Yeah, I'm, I've normally got one or two on it a go. Oh, gosh. What have you got on the go at the moment? Um, what well, I've just finished a book and I can't... Kurt Vonnegut's Letters. Oh. Yeah, he's an American author reading his letters. Uh, that doesn't sound like my kind of book. OK, the book before was uh, about uh, 1960s psychedelic group The 13th Floor Elevators. Rocky, oh. Rocky Erickson, would you like that? I'd no. borrow that. No, I like autobiographies. You know, Joe Brand... Do, I, bet you like, um, I bet you like, I bet you like, oh, and they put a chocolate on the pillow in the hotel. Yeah, what yeah. they put a chocolate for? Michael McIntyre's oh, autobiography. Goodness That sakes. had me wetting myself. Oh, flipping it. They put a chocolate on the pillow in the hotel. I don't like that before. Do, do you don't like Michael McIntyre? No, I don't. Oh, he's very good. No, he's not. He's bland. No, he's not. He's clever. He's not clever. He's derivative. No, he's not. He's, he always says what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm thinking isn't very funny. Really? Oh. Riders? Riders? Yeah, a bit of Jilly Cooper. Jilly Cooper, no. I like the cover to that. No, I'm not into any of that. No, mm. I, li- I like a good... I like a political biography as well. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Let's, all right, Mr. Intellectual. Yes. Okay. All right, Mr. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, give me Tony Blair's autobiography oh, on Melilo and Frigaliana, that kind of thing. <laughs> that, that's I my bet you're fun, fun to go on holiday with. Yeah. Lots I love all that. Yeah. What's on your show today? Well, coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, picking up on this uh, smoking... A ban in uh, in Buckinghamshire parks, or an attempt oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking this morning: Would you like to see smoking completely banned in parks? Buckinghamshire County Council they're they're putting signs in parks and play areas, asking people to please avoid smoking. Earlier this year, Three Rivers District Council they placed warning signs in their parks, saying "Young Lungs at Play." Mm. Some of their signs have already been vandalised and have since been replaced. Well, this morning from nine, I want your views on this. Would you like to see smoking completely banned in parks? Do you think that it's it's just unpleasant? You're out there for a stroll, beautiful summer's day like today. Beautiful. You're out for a stroll yeah. and you've got some group of people smoking their fags as they mm. walk along and you've got to breathe in their foul smoke. Do you think in beautiful places, beautiful public places, it's not a place for people to be chuffing away with their lungs? Chuffing away. Uh, from nine this morning, I'd like your views. Perhaps you're a smoker and you're outraged at this. You think, oh, for goodness sake, what next? Yeah. They're banning it in the workplace, they're banning it in restaurants, in pubs, and now we can't even go for a, a cheeky sovereign light through the park. From nine this morning, your calls on 08459 455 555. Would you like to see smoking banned in parks? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, that's JVS at nine, always worth a listen. You've got another 40 minutes of this show if you want to give us a call. I, I've yet to have anybody who's called in to defend um, vaping. These e-cigarettes. There's a story. It was kind of out in some of the papers yesterday, and some of them have picked it up today. Smokers are 60% more likely to quit using e-cigarettes. E-cigarettes can uh, really can help people quit smoking and have a 60% uh, better success rate than nicotine patches and gums. No, they don't. They don't. Because you're not 
quitting smoking. You've not quit smoking. You've quit smoking cigarettes, and now you're smoking e-cigarettes. It's not quit. You've shifted your addiction to another medium. You're still addicted. You're still putting money in the pockets of these these huge companies, and you're going to put more money in their pockets, ultimately, because you're, you're going to live longer. You're addicted. You don't need anything, man. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, boss. What you got for us? Ban all smoking anywhere, and at the same time, ban all drinking anywhere. Why is this all about smoking and not drinking? You can drink wherever you like. No, you can't. Do whatever you no, like. You can't. You can't drink. You can't, you can't, no, you can't drink. You can't drink wherever you like, Dave. That's incorrect. Let's try. Start. Start that sentence again and do it correctly well, this you, time. You can drink more places than you can smoking. I'll give you that. Yeah, because now they're doing it. Going to do it in a park about not smoking. Yeah. What a ridiculous! What's why, why going is it on ridiculous? This, and and smoke when you smoke, smoke goes up in the air. Yeah. It doesn't spread outwards, yeah. so it's not going to go into kids' lungs down on the ground. <laughs> it's going to go up in the air. Yeah. But, but why well, would you want to ban drinking in a park then? Because because you're not going to spit it into a child's go, mouth. Oh God, you go into a park. You go into a park. Yeah, and open see, your mouth. No, excuse me, excuse me. You go into a park and you see the litter of cans. Okay, well, you see, else. you see the litter of um, butts. I've, I, oh. I was in Hampstead Heath the other day. I saw so many butts; it was unbelievable. And I can tell you now. I won't tell you her name, but the lady caught a finger. She was picking up a ca- empty can. She caught a finger on this can, and it, it stuck into her, her thumb. She got her caught, uh, top of her thumb taken off because she's got all infected. Why did she stick it? She stuck it, stuck her, uh, her Be, finger in a in a can. Being nice, she was picking up this can, empty can, to put in a bin, which some lazy drinker didn't put in. And she, unfortunately, the top of the can caught her finger and cut it, and it infected. And she's got a quarter of a, a quarter of a thumb taken off. And well, well, we should stop. Okay, right. That, in that case, we should stop people trying to pick up litter. We should stop do-gooders. Well, it's a nandy pansy country, isn't it? Well, wait a minute. You it, want to ban? We, you want to ban boozing? Yes. You're bamboozing me. If you want to bamboozing and then in parks, and then you're saying we live in a nam- namby-pamby country, yeah, you're the one that's trying to introduce a ban. Right, you're talking all about cigarettes all the time. Drinking is more harm than smoking. It could cause more problems in your body, uh, drinking, no, than can't. smoking. Well, it can if you do it to excess, but n- n- no. Oh, no, it no, does. No, no. You, you, you ask any medical person, what is worse, drinking or an actual beer, yeah, wine, yeah, okay. spirits, anything? Hot chocolate. <laughs> and they... You, get, you, what is, no, what, what you, is worse, drinking or smoking? They'll say smoking, Dave. Will they? Thanks for your call. 08459 four double five five double five. Let's throw that out there. What's worse, drinking or smoking? In moderation, smoking is worse. I would say, Catherine? Yes. Thank you. Now, thousands of parents are receiving letters this week warning them to agree amicable child maintenance arrangements or face being charged. The government uh, is replacing the child support agency with a new child maintenance service, but says it can no longer automatically uh, be involved in every case. From this summer, if you need to chase an ex-partner who won't pay up, you'll both need to pay a percentage of the outstanding amount as a fee to the CMS. Well, Steve Webb is the Minister of State at the Department for Work and Pensions. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Steve, this uh, sounds like you're encouraging families to talk to each other. 
each other. But I, I guess you, you, you're penalising people who are already out of pocket. Why, why should a, a single parent have to pay a 4% charge? So there's a, a three-stage process here. First of all, we're saying, can you come to a, what we call a family-based arrangement? Can you sort things out for yourself with our help and support? So we have a, a free phone child maintenance options service. But we know that doesn't work. We, doesn't, we know uh, that doesn't work. On, on the contrary, for, for lots of families who've told us when we survey the people we currently deal with, a lot of them have said to us, to be honest, actually, perhaps some years after we separated, we could be doing this for ourselves. We don't need a government agency. So the first preference is we help people help themselves. If that doesn't work, they come to us, we charge them £20. That's a, that's a one-off fee. We do the calculations. We Quite often people who, who, who are desperate for money and haven't got money, you charge them £20. So already they're being stung. So, so the £20 is getting them into the system for a valuable service paid for by the taxpayer. OK, but, but, but what, Steve, what, just address... The, uh, yeah. you, you, we'll go back to your script in a second, but just address... No, no, the, there's no script, but, it, but there's a sequence it sounds, to this. It's well, not it sounds just well about rehearsed. charges. Let's address one thing at a time, though. You, you mentioned the £20. A yeah. lot of these people are vulnerable and are desperate for money. If they have to pay £20 and then a potential 4% of what they receive to the state, that's going to put vulnerable people off, isn't it? So the average family, when we get maintenance flowing, gets more than £20 within a week. So the idea is that you pay this one-off fee and then you have a better system than we currently have now because, you know, CSA has been a byword for inefficiency and not getting things done. So the idea is you come to us, we take a lot of the strain, we do a lot of the sums and all the rest of it, and then if we can get payment flowing direct from dad to mum, there are no further charges. So you asked me about this, this charge. If, if we're involved but, but dad pays mum directly once okay, we're involved, well let's, let's, there's I'm, no further charge. I, I, Steve, I, I'm going to ask again about the 4% fee because yeah. there is a 4% fee. There is. If, if, and yes. you say, Dad, it could be Mum as well. It goes both it ways. Could. If the parent yeah. chooses not to pay, and we know, we know on this show and on this station because we hear lots of stories, that parents often refuse to pay. So, why should a vulnerable parent be penalised with a £20 uh, registration fee and a 4% charge on top of yeah. what they're entitled to? So, the charge is 4%, as you say, for the parent receiving the money, and 20% for the parent who, who we've had to chase, designed to get them to pay directly, at which point all the charges drop away. So the point of the charge, the answer to your question, the point of the charge is to get people to pay directly so that we don't have to be involved and for the benefit of the children. But, Steve, I, but why would you penalise... I'll ask the question again, because maybe, maybe you, you're not hearing it. Why should we penalise vulnerable single parents with a £20 registration fee and a 4% charge on, in a lot of these cases, every penny counts? Sure. And, and it's 4p in the pound. It's four, I know what 4% is, but why would you penalise these people? Get, if we get the maintenance flowing, so on average we're talking about just over a pound a week, and that means we're getting £33 a week of maintenance, to some whereas people, we may be getting nothing. No, hang on a minute. We may be getting nothing at the moment. It doesn't help vulnerable families that you and I care about if we get no maintenance. This new system will get more maintenance No, but why, Steve, Steve you, you, can, you could enforce the, the maintenance payments, which I know this new system it makes it easier to enforce that. You could yeah. enforce that without taking money from the person who needs it couldn't you so so why so four, yeah, just explain to me what the four percent is yeah, for so the just as if, let me give you an analogy when you have a prescription you pay towards the cost of it it's a valuable public service you pay nobody says that's a fine or a penalty it's just a contribution towards the cost of a valuable public service four p in the pound of maintenance is a small part of the cost of, of running the system 96 p in the pound is going to the family why are you punishing system why are you punishing poor, punishment i mean why, why are you why punishing why are you punishing poor children because it's the children that this is ultimately hitting, isn't it? 
on the contrary, we would benefit poor children. By taking money moment, from them? Or, no, because at the moment, often they don't get money. If we have an efficient But why do you system, need this 4% to, 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 to enforce it? Why can't you just enforce it anyway without taking money from, from the children, from the vulnerable families that need that money? So that the bulk of the charge is, is about enforcement, about trying to make people who won't pay, pay. And then the 4p in the pound is a contribution towards the cost of a very valuable public service that other taxpayers are paying for. So the the 4% isn't part of the enforcement, that's just like your that's fee, right. that's just your fee. Exactly, exactly. And do you think that that's fair to take 4% off of uh, single parent families that are really struggling to pay your fee? It's actually a relative, you know, as I say, it's about is it a pound fair? a week. Yes, it's absolutely fair, because who is paying for this service? The taxpayer, who might also be struggling on a low income. So we're saying 4p in the pound towards this service, but we're trying to make sure most people don't pay these fees at all by supporting families to do things directly. And that's really the outcome that we're getting, and hopefully in the majority of cases we expect we'll get. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Steve Webb, Minister of State at the Department for Work of Pensions, uh, 08459 I'm glad... Steve cleared up exactly how much 4% is as uh, we're struggling with that. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five. if you want to have your say. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Queuing at the moment on the Great North Road just before the Black Cat roundabout. The M1 heading southbound very heavy at the moment on the sensors between Junction 10 Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Some major roadworks continuing there causing delays. It's queuing at the moment on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 15 the M4. And queuing at the moment in Hemel Hempstead on the A41 London bound between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Borehamwood very slow on the Barnet Bypass between Barnet Lane and Mill Hill Circus. So far on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. I could I could understand the penalising of the, um, the parent that is refusing to pay maintenance. That's kind of a deterrent. That's a, you know, either you, you pay up or you're gonna, it's going to cost you more money. Can someone explain to me, because Steve Webb there couldn't, can someone explain to me why you would penalise the parent of the child, the one that should be receiving the money. Can someone clear that up? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Thousands of single parents will receive letters this week warning of new charges if they want to use a government agency for child maintenance payments. Buckinghamshire County Council is putting up signs in parks and play areas asking people to avoid smoking. Earlier this year, signs saying young lungs at play were approved in south-west Hertfordshire. And the problem of traveller horses getting killed at the roadside in Hertfordshire is at crisis level, according to a charity. The local branch of the British Horse Society says more than 40 have been removed from the A414 corridor in the last year. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers have made a losing start to the summer with Sri Lanka winning last night's 2020 International at the Oval by nine runs. England reached 174 for seven in reply to the tourists 183 for seven. Despite Alex Hale's 66, Owen Morgan's side finished just short of their target. Today, positive Alex Hale's continued great form. He loves the international stage uh, and sort of, if anything, struggled to get the strike a little bit, uh, which was disappointing. But again, Harry Gurney on debut, another huge positive. A couple of positives. 
was there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's all, not all bleak. Watford are being linked with Czech goalkeeper Marek Steck, who is leaving Yeovil after their relegation from the Championship. Meanwhile, the former coach of Italian side Udinese is to become a technical supervisor of Watford, as well as Udinese and the other Pozzo family-owned club Granada in Spain. Francesco Guidolin's new role was announced yesterday at a press conference in Italy. Milton Keynes-Dons have announced a pre-season friendly at home to Nottingham Forest on Sunday, July the 27th, which will also be a testimonial match for captain Dean Lewington. Yesterday, the Dons confirmed Richie Barker as head of coaching on a permanent basis. The former Crawley and Portsmouth boss assisted manager Carl Robinson following the departure of Gary Waddock. And tickets for the Commonwealth Games go back on sale this morning at 10 o'clock. Organisers were forced to close their hotline last week after technical problems which resulted in some callers being charged for getting an engaged tone. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It was interesting uh, speaking to Steve Webb, Minister of State at the Department for Work and Pensions there. He didn't give me a particularly satisfying reason on why the single parent, the mum or the dad, who is claiming uh, child support, child maintenance, should be penalised with the 4%. I can understand why the person who's paying should perhaps have to pay a fee because the only reason they're paying is that it's it's it, that they've refused to pay initially they, they they've they've kind of ignored all the polite measures and so this child maintenance service have had to get involved and and yeah they should of course that person should pay it will act as a deterrent uh, it will put people off not paying and therefore avoiding their responsibilities uh, and then that pays for the service but why should the, the single mum or the single dad who is dependent on that maintenance then have to be penalised with 4%. That's four pence in the pound, guys, in case you were, you were curious. Some of those parents will probably be able to afford it. But a lot of them won't be able to afford it. A lot of, we know that a lot of families at the moment, every penny counts. And so to take four pennies out of that pound, to charge them £20, well, it seems a little bit unfair. I do genuinely think that you judge a society by the way it looks after its vulnerable people. Sick, young and old, and people who are struggling to feed their kids. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Darren's in Bedford. Morning, Darren. Uh, good morning, Ian. Darren, what would you like to say? Um, just a few things, really. I've listened to a lot of the comments coming across the airwaves. Um, the system in itself isn't fair on a lot of, a lot of reasons. Um, you have, like, say, for instance, in my situation, I mean, everything is circumstantial and everybody's situation is different. Yeah, what's your situation? But, but in my situation, um, I, had a, I was in a previous relationship with a woman. Um, we, had a, we had our children. Uh, things broke down between us. Uh, I went my way, she went hers. Um, I was obviously paying certain amount of monies to her. But because of the anger and everything between us, um, she'd sometimes use the CSA in her own means of ways of getting to me. And what I mean by that is, um, in some instances, I mean, you probably, we're probably going to turn around and say, well, you're quite naive, Aaron, if you, if you decided to do it this way. But in some instances, I would have paid her her payment in cash which she would have asked me to do uh, because she would have refused to have given me her bank details. 
Um, so I would have done what I was, I was asked to do. Um, then I'd be getting letters from the CSA uh, a few months later stating that the such and such person hasn't received any funds from you. I'd then ring back and state, I have paid my certain funds to the um, to the party or the person. Um, and she's basically gone on, gone on to state that I've paid, not paid her a penny, which means I do not have a leg to stand on. Well, you should have uh, written a cheque, Darren. Well, you should have written, you, you should have written a cheque. You started writing a cheque. I mean, how many people write cheques these days, really? Well, you, have, you, have you got a chequebook? We live in... No, I haven't. We're well, then you ask... Darren, Darren, no, no, no. I, I write... I've got, I've got two chequebooks. I can never find them, but I've got them. If you, 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 when you're giving money to someone, and if you mm. know that someone can be malicious, then you need evidence you've given them. And if you can't do a bank transfer, you phone up your bank, you say, hello, I'm Darren in Bedford. Could I have a chequebook, please? They'll send you one out for free, and then you write mm. her a cheque. That's all you've got to do. Send, send a cheque in the post. You haven't even got to see her, then. Well, what sort of, how, do I, how do I know the children are going to be getting their money? Well, that, that, that's, that's not down to you. That, you have how's to trust... How is that not down to me? Why would, a, why would the mother... Paying? Why would the mother... Why would the mother not be giving them, the, you, spending the money on her children? How do you know she's going to spend it on her children anyway if you give her 200 that's quid a, in cash? That's a good point, Race, but... Well, see, exactly. At, at, the same, at the same time, if you're giving someone money... You're just giving them money, aren't you? You're expecting that person to do well by your children. How do you know that, though? She might go off and spend it on handbags. Because of the individual that I'm... What she, well, in another sense, what she does with the money is her choice. But well, hang on a second. I just, said, I just said that and you poo-pooed it and now yeah, you're throwing that in, argument back at it, me. It, it's, it's <laughs> you can't have it both it's ways, Darren. Look, the point is, the point is this. The point I'm trying to raise is this, yeah? Like, I'm paying 20% in tax and national insurance to the government. Yeah. yeah? I then ring up the CSA. The CSA turn around to me and say, right, we're going to take on this case for you. You have to pay this. So you have to pay this amount. So you have to pay 20% of the amount that you earn yeah. after tax and that's the insurance. Yeah. In some instances, it's not affordable. Here we go. This is what I knew we were getting at. The CSA well, well, asked... Well, the well, the well, CSA... Well, did the CSA ask you to contribute more money than you were contributing? No, the CSA have asked me to contribute... More money than I'm able to contribute. So they, the, the, the CSA, uh, the more CSA, money that I'm actually earning. Without going into figures, because I'm sure you wouldn't mm. want to. But the CSA, oh, I'm quite happy to. okay. How much were you giving in cash to your 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 ex partner? Two hundred and forty pound a month. Okay, for how many kids? For three children. Hey. And how much did the CSA want you to give a month? Four hundred and sixty pound a month. Right, and do you think that's too much? I don't think it's too much if I've actually earned the money to give it. Well, no. how much? How much were you earning? After everything was paid and everything was left, I was probably put it this way: I weren't able to. I'm not able to live. If I'm no, if no, I'm, no, 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 no. How much were you earning each month after tax? It's never the same amount of money. Okay, so but it was it was more than the four hundred quid. No, not all the time. It wasn't no. Okay, but sometimes it was more than the four hundred quid. Sometimes it wasn't, but it worked probably, out probably about probably twice. Probably twice in the month of the year, I probably would have earned a little bit more. Okay, do you think that two hundred odd quid a month for three quid uh, three kids? Do you think that's enough? Um, no, I don't think it's enough. Then why were you uh, paying but, so little? But, but please, please, please allow me to finish. No, I don't think it's enough. But I also believe that if you're not earning that amount of money that they're trying to take off of you, then how are you supposed to pay what you haven't got? You're supposed to find it and support your kids, Darren. Yes. <laughs> 
You're supposed to support your kids. He's really 200 quid a month for three kids. That's not good enough, is it? Well... It seems to me the issue. There seems to be the issue you've got, and I suspected this when you phoned up. Was not that, that, that they they said, "Oh, you haven't paid money when you had," but that they yeah. wanted you to pay more money than you than, than you had agreed with your ex partner, and you balked at that. And with the greatest of respect, which means I'm probably going to be slightly disrespectful. Don't sound like you're paying enough, Darren. For three kids, it sounds like you've got a flightly if you're, you're well, only paying 200 quid. I don't believe I am, but I don't believe that's the case. I'm, well, I'm, you try, I'm, you try I'm, looking I'm also, after three kids. You on, try on, looking after I'm, three kids on 200 quid. If I'm in a relationship yeah. with another person and we also have a family, yeah. I have an obligation to, to look after that family also. But you also have an obligation. That doesn't diminish your responsibility for the first set of children. No, it doesn't. But it also doesn't mean that you, you rob from one family to, no. give, to give to no, another. It doesn't. So how much money did you have for your, your, your second family each month? How much money do I have? Or yeah, how much money? So, you, how much money does your second family get each month? What from who? From you, Darren. From you. Why well, they, well, they get what I'm able to give them because I live with them? Right. How many kids have you got there? Uh, three children. Oh, flipping it, Darren. So you got six kids. Yeah. And you're begrudging the fact that you've got to pay a little bit more than two hundred quid a month to your first set of kids. To, there'll be some I'm people. Not actually, you're not actually begrudging anything. Well, it sounds like you are begrudging it. You're complaining. You're complaining about it. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm trying to raise a point that you can't be made. To be responsible for your children. No, no, no one's no. asking you to make one family suffer. No. People are asking you to step up to your responsibilities in as a father. In which I am doing, in which I am doing. Begrudgingly. But, but, but how am I supposed to give them something if it's not there to give them? When you bring the CSA and you say to the CSA, I haven't got this amount of money that you're asking me to give you because I never know what I'm going to be earning each month. Their response to me is, well, I'm sorry. But uh, you're going to have to pay what we say. Why did you and have Why it. did you have three more kids, Darren? If you were struggling to pay for the first three, why does the world go around? I mean, no, 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 no. That's, the, the world goes around because of, of, of physics. Goes really, around of physics. That really, that really, there's no morals to the situation. No, no. I'm not asking. On. It's not a moral question. I'm just asking. Why did you have three more kids when you were struggling to pay for the first three children? Good question, but not really the relevant question. Well, it is relevant, Darren, because well, if you can't... Prov- no, it, it is, is, mate, because if you can't provide for your first three children, it could be argued that I then having another three children... Then arguing that... that then, not, uh, then it could be argued that having another three children is irresponsible. That's six kids, Darren, and you cannot walk away from your financial and your an spiritual responsibility. For having six children. I'm not saying you're irresponsible, I'm saying you've not thought it out properly. And that, but that there will be very few people listening to this who think you actually have a right to complain. Mm. Man up and pay up. Why don't you do a poll on that? Why don't you do a poll on that to see how many people actually believe that I've got a right or not a right to complain? Are you sure? Because I'm not actually complaining. You are. And and I'm not actually not paying the children. What I'm saying is that the the, the CSA are obviously trying to say that it's right to take from one family to give to the other and to leave the other family with No, that. they're not. They're saying you've got to face... That's what it seems to be to me. Does, your, does, your, new, that... does your new partner work? Does she work, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. So she's providing... So they've got two parents providing for the second set of three children. And does your, does your previous partner work? No, she never works days like they work. No, because she's, because she's... How old are the kids? Uh, one of them's seventeen, one of them's fifteen, and the other one's nine. And how long is how long yeah. have you been separated? For quite some time. Okay, she's been looking after three kids, mate. 
she's been looking after three kids. She's to say she's not worked a day's work in her life. I think is a little bit patronising. So let's I look at the. I don't believe so. When, when you're is. someone, when you're someone who's so what you're, so what you're saying, then it's, it's correct for me to pay the, the government over and over and over again. Then I'm, I've got to pay tax, national insurance. Yeah, whole that's the law. That's the law. Yeah, and you've got to pay and, for your and, other kids. And then yeah, I also have to that's pay morally correct of my earnings. Yeah. after yeah. after that. Yeah. I, what I'm what I'm saying yeah. is that's, why can't that's it be right. equally? You, you, you've got to pay for your kids. It, why can't it be equally split between both families? That's what I'm asking. No, because that's nonsense. Because, Darren, the, 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 we've got to end in a second because we've got travel coming up. But okay. you've got you and your partner now, you're both working, you've got three kids. So they are getting the income from two parents. Your previous partner with three kids, who you said hasn't worked a day's work in her life, she's brought up three kids mm. on her own for several years. She isn't working because she's looking after those kids. So you've mm. got to pay for them. Yeah, which I am doing, but well done. Her rent's getting paid, her council tax getting paid. Beautiful. We if, live in a great society if, where we protect the vulnerable. Isn't that wonderful? If, well, well, well how's your, how's she that vulnerable? Because she's looking after it. three kids that you don't if, live if, with anymore. If, um, my point is this: if she's getting her rent paid, her council tax paid, she's getting all the benefits under the sun. You're right. You and sh- then she's you getting shouldn't. an extra four hundred and something pounds on top of that from me. Yeah. Uh, you see, that's a little she's, bit. But Darren, she's not getting that money. Your children are getting that money, do you see? And I, I find it really incredible that you can complain about giving money to your children. I'm not complaining about giving money to the children because the money the children get the money. Darren, just... thank you. We've got to end it there. 08459 555 is the phone number if you uh, want to give us a call. His ex-partner has never worked a day's work in her life. Oh, yeah, apart from bringing up three children. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very heavy at the moment on the M1, heading southbound between Junction 10 Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The A1M heading northbound. There's one lane blocked at the moment between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 4 for Hartford due to an accident. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, queuing at the moment on the sensors between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 15, the M4. In Boreham Wood, very slow moving on the Barnet Bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And so far looking at the trains and no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.47, these are your headlines on the 21st of May. Letters are being sent to thousands of single parents, warning them they'll be charged a fee in future if they use a government agency to administer maintenance payments. Buckinghamshire County Council is putting up signs in parks and play areas asking people to avoid smoking. And Prince Charles has criticised the Russian President Vladimir Putin, appearing to compare Russia today and its actions in the Ukraine to Germany under the Nazis. Coming up, we'll speak to Dawn and maybe taking your call, but before that, let's get the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a beautiful start to the day. We have blue sky and sunshine. Perhaps a little more cloud the further east you go, but at the moment it looks like it's fairly bright over there as well. As we head through the course of the day, there is a slim chance for shower, but largely dry on the whole. You will be fairly unlucky to get one. And in the sunshine, it will feel really rather pleasant. We're looking at a maximum temperature of 20 Celsius. That's 68 degrees in Fahrenheit. Our weather becomes very interesting once the sun sets. It sets just before nine tonight, and then we'll notice the cloud thicken through the middle 
central part, we're going to get quite a lively weather front arrive. It's pushing up from the near continent, and with it, we've got uh, a fair amount of rain. Quite a lot of rain in a short amount of time, to 20 millimetres uh, to 30 millimetres, but also thunder, lightning, the wind will start to pick up as well. Minimum temperature down to around 11 Celsius, that's uh, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. There may still be a bit of that left around first thing tomorrow morning, but it will soon clear north and eastwards, and it will be dry and bright behind it. Through the afternoon, again, a risk of thunder, maybe a shower, but still you're feeling quite sticky. Maximum temperature for Thursday, 22 Celsius, that's uh, 72 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Tomorrow afternoon as part of our big tour, I'm heading to the Buckinghamshire market town of Wendover. Nick Coffer. I'll be there from midday, meeting the locals and finding out why it's such a great place to live. It's just absolutely great. It's just, it's got so much to offer. Plus, I'll discover the local alpaca farm (laughs) and have a go at making chocolate in the Chocolate Theatre in the centre of the high street. Nick Coffer. Live from Wendover as part of our big tour tomorrow from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Last ten minutes of the show. If you've been listening for a little while, you would have just heard me speaking to Darren, who's uh, complaining about the CSA. I knew when he came on, I knew what the ultimate point was going to be, and I'm glad we kept him on because we got there in the end. Basically, he begrudged uh, that he was paying something like two hundred and thirty quid a month for his three children. That works out uh well, eighty quid a child a month. Okay, that's twenty quid a week per child. Right. Uh, that the CSA had insisted he pays more, up to something like 400-odd quid. I can't afford it. Turned out he had three other children with his current partner, who both work. Did his previous partner work? She's never worked a day's work in her life. Hang on a second. She's brought up your three children, who I think was 17, 15 and 9, for several years. Was I a bit harsh on Darren? Does he have a right to complain? Oh, wait, 459 455 555. James is on the A421. Morning, James. Morning, Ian. James, what would you like to say, sir? Um, well, first of all, can I just say that the last ten minutes of your programme are the reason why I listened to Three Counties. That was an absolutely fantastic discussion you had with Darren. Thank you very um, much. And, and I think um, I'm probably not alone in thinking that he shouldn't only keep it in his trousers. He needs to have it chopped off, mate. Um, because he is the embodiment of, of what is wrong with this country. Um, people who aren't willing to take responsibility for their own actions... You know, he, he's talking about why should the second lot of kids go without when the first lot are getting all his money. Well, sorry, he had the first lot of three kids first. You know, we, we, we go through time in a sort of linear motion, and he already had those responsibilities. If he can't think about that when, when him and his new missus are doing what they're doing to get the other three kids, then that's his problem. You know, it's, it's not the fault of the, the first three kids. It's not the fault of his previous partner. Um, and, and, yeah, if he's not earning enough money, he should get a second job. You know, he should stop going down the pub with his mates. He should stop, you know, getting pizzas and all this sort of stuff or whatever he's doing to spend his money on luxuries. You know, kids are totally dependent on their parents, you know, and there are some kids that aren't lucky enough to have parents, but most of them depend on their parents to, to survive. You know, that's just the way the world is. And if he can't sort of get that, the the thing I feel most sorry about for those kids is the role model they're going to get from their dad. Mm. Not 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 just the fact that they're not getting the money, because, you know, money can come from other sources. Society can give it to your charities, 
benefits, whatever. But he is an absolutely despicable role model for any kids out there. And I hope that, you know, people out there who are listening and considering having kids listen to that and think, and think about it before they have them. James, you, you, an excellent point, and do you know what? I think you probably put it a little bit better than I was trying to. You, you articulated everything I was trying to say in a much calmer fashion. I got a little bit excited with Darren, um, uh, and uh, James has summed up what I was trying to say in a perfect fashion. Thank you, James. Excellent. You're not the only one. We're getting lots of phone calls through at the moment with people who want their say on this one. Um, Dawn's been hanging on. Oh, let's go to Dawn. Dawn, you've been waiting for ages. I do apologise, Dawn. uh, That's okay. What would you like to say, Dawn? Right. First of all, um, I I wouldn't have a problem with the CSA taking 4% or or whatever because uh, at the moment I'd be grateful to get anything at all. Oh. It's been, I was with my, my ex-husband for 14 years. We've got a daughter, she's eight. He left when she was two and I haven't received, a, you know, uh, well, I had the first two payments um, uh, six years ago um, and then after that he told them that he was made redundant but I knew that he was still working. He works in the building industry so it's, unfortunately the building industry is quite rife with people working cash in hand. Cash in hand, of course, so there's no and way of tracing it, yeah. Well, you say that, but I've given the, the child support agency the, the evidence because when we were going through our divorce and he had to produce some of the uh, some of his bank statements, um, it showed that he was um, obviously dealing with cash, but he was putting cash in his bank account and you could see that he was um, getting a train ticket to London, so obviously commuting him to London to work. And there was large amounts of money coming into his bank account that obviously he wasn't declaring. And... I don't understand why the child support are not doing more to to get the money from from you know people like him. I'm no, I know I'm not the only one, mm. um, and it's really frustrating, especially when you see other countries like America. If you don't pay your child support, you go to prison. And I think personally, they should definitely bring that in this country because I'm so frustrated. There's no other way for me to to try and get this money from him apart from the child support agency because I can't take him to court because you have to be earning. Well, he has to be earning over a certain amount of money to be able to take him directly to a court, because otherwise he could get a judge to... Dawn, you know. do, do you see your husband? Does he have contact with your daughter? Um, he was having contact with her, but she's refusing to, to see him. Um, okay. She's refused to see him for the mm. past year or so, because, I mean, you know, it, it, it's... Well, she does, she's aware that he doesn't pay the child support um and obviously she knows that you know obviously he's got a car he's got the latest gadgets iphones and and all the rest of it and he pays money for um the child that he's with with his new partner who's not his actual child but um she feels very um i think frustrated especially when you know i i have to go out and work i'm disabled i go and work full time because i have to pay the mortgage which he also left me to pay on my own um you know, if I don't go out and work and bring this money in, you know, we'd end up, you know, probably homeless or whatever. Um, and I want, obviously, to have, you know, the, the best for her. Mm. Um, but, I mean, just to give you an example of how petty, uh, and I think this is the problem with a lot of men, is that they think that paying this child support, it's not going to their children. It's almost like they begrudge having to pay the money to their exes. Yeah. And they think that, that their exes are going off on shopping sprees. Oh, you'll, and, you'll be spending you on know, handbags and shoes, of course. Absolutely. I mean, I think practically every penny I spend, I, I don't spend anything on myself. And I remember the last time I bought myself anything. Every time I get something, it goes to my daughter. Mm. Um, and, 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 I mean, and, Dawn, I've got to end it there because we're running out of time. We're coming to the end of the show. And as it should, uh, if you're a responsible parent. Dawn, thank you for waiting. I'm just sending because I'm going to squeeze Errol in. Good morning, Errol. Good morning. Errol, what would you like to say? Uh, I think you were a bit hard, um, harsh with, is it Darren? Uh, yes. 
Yeah, you, you. I don't think you understand. Tell me why. And, on, uh, and, and unless uh, the situation, you're in the situation with the CSA, I don't know if you are, but unless you are in the situation with the CSA, you, you will never understand. I wouldn't have six kids if I couldn't afford six kids, Errol, and I would, uh, I would, I would I treat all of my children equally, and I would make sure they were well provided for, and I, I wouldn't begrudge them a penny. Even if I, I, even if I had to, uh, you know, eat uh, beans on toast, I would make yeah, sure I my agree. kids were well protected. I, so what's I your agree. problem? I agree, but... What's your problem? You, no, the problem is, is when, when CSA says to you, um, they want X amount... They want £100, and you're only earning £120. And go, and get, go and get another job. Well, if you're, if you're working and doing all that you can... Go and get another job. No, you, you see, you're, you are being no. extremely silly. No, I'm not being silly, Errol. What, what's, it, it silly, is, what's, silly in, what's silly in providing for your children? Nothing I, I, is silly. I, I, I if agree. they're asking for... A, if they think a certain amount of money is fair and you negotiate it as best as you can and you still can't afford it, go and get another job. Sell your car. Well, do whatever the, you've the, got to do. The, the, yeah, and, and how do you get to work and feed yourself? Uh, he should have thought of that before he had another three kids, shouldn't he? No. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, he should. It doesn't really work like that. It does, Errol. It does, because if you can't... It does, Errol, because he's got got three children. He can't afford them. He's had another three kids. And also, the new... The three children he's got now... His missus is... In a second, Errol, his missus has got a job. So they've got two incomes. His first three kids haven't. Okay, let me me give you a scenario with the, the CSA. Why are you giving me... Is this a scenario that relates to your life personally? Yes. Well, you've got 20 seconds then. Go on. Oh, I can't give you it then. All right, then. Give us a call tomorrow. We'll carry on this discussion tomorrow. Sorry, Errol, but it, I, can't, I can't understand how anybody, anybody in their right mind could argue against providing for your children. Particularly when the se- you've, got, you've had three kids. I can't afford them. I know what. Should we have another three kids? But how does that work? How does that work? And the second set of three kids, their mum's got an income already. So they've got two incomes. Oh, I'm ending the show on a rather angry note. I do apologise. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M heading southbound, very slow at the moment, between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 7. The M1's looking heavy on the speed sensors, heading southbound between Junction 10, Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise, heavy going between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 15, the M4. The M40 London-bound, very heavy at the moment, between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and Junction 1A, the M25. No reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Well, that was feisty. If you missed Darren's phone call, it'll go into the podcast this week. It was, uh, it certainly got people talking. I just don't understand how a parent can begrudge giving money to their kids. If you've got to take a second job, do it. Anyway, that's it. JVS is up next. I think he might be having a little chitty chat about this as well. I'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. And yes, indeed, we have changed our...